You used a pulsar, didn't you? You son of you a bitch. Son of, you used a pulsar, <laughs> goddamn you. Isn't that what you did? <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at azhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. You like that Folgers stuff, right, Jack? <laughs> I actually do. It's sitting next to Jake. It's someone else who passes the time whittling and dreaming. It's Mark. Hi. I'm thrown by the fact that you like Folgers, actually. That's, that surprises me. I mean, it's not the kind of coffee I choose to make every day, but I got no problem with Folgers. Okay. It does the job. For those of you familiar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched 1985's Manhunter, which was a tie pick. Uh, switch up. We, a friend of the show, Ty picked this one for us, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it, and along with it, we're going to spoil the movie Red Dragon and the book Red Dragon. Because uh, they're all kind of the same. And hey, we do have a Patreon going, but we're not where your money should be going right now. So, as it has been for, I don't know, a month or so, all of our Patreon proceeds are going to Planned Parenthood. So oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash ATOZ Horror. Support the show at your level of choosing. Get some perks for your troubles and know your money is going somewhere better than our dumbasses, namely to support the body autonomy of women and other persons who can become pregnant. And hey, uh, you get some cool, cool perks. I'm just working on the next batch of A to Z Horror handmade custom coasters, cedar wood coasters that are going to ship out out in the next few weeks here so those are going out to our ten dollar patrons yeah you kind of have to so... like listen to the podcast to know what the perks are in patreon because uh, we're not gonna update that <laughs> yeah it's not changing <laughs> it's just like super I, secret level i'm not even sure updates. i could log into patreon anymore at That's... this point <laughs> that cannot possibly be true yeah i know we use the same password for everything so no, it's fine sh- 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 <laughs> password wrong, one wrong, exclamation wrong, point wrong. Sh- <laughs> And hey, if you need a little escapism, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for at least the next little bit. And boys, you know what that means. It's time to do the getting drunk part. So that's gore. Let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. <laughs> what was what are your beers for these fears? Uh, kind of a hard movie to beer. I guess I'll be curious to know if you guys think the same thing or not. Uh, and we've certainly featured this beer before, but hey, it fits a lot of movies. I am drinking a murder by Bombastic Brewing. Uh, this has two crows investigating a third crow that has been stabbed in the heart as as can art um this is i mean it's a it's a big boy it's an imperial stout with cocoa vanilla cinnamon ancho chilies and cayenne peppers so jiminy christmas (laughs) uh i'm not gonna enjoy drinking it why because I don't like pepper beer so much. I don't think that's what's going to. It's just not going to taste like a pepper beer, I imagine. Like okay, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to give it a nice little, like, barely noticeable heat. Yeah, me too. I hope so. Like anyway. a cinnamony sort. Okay, of I'm going to I'm going to enjoy drinking this a lot then. Yeah, well, either way, Mark. Back. <laughs> yeah, that's hey. a pretty good job you did. Uh, so I originally decided I didn't want to just get Dos Equis because Dos Equis is featured in the movie, but I decided not to go that route because I've done that recently. Uh, so I thought I was having a really hard time finding how to beer this movie as well, and then I stumbled across this bad boy. Have you seen this before, gents? It's a new no. Voodoo Ranger. Yes, I have seen this that. This is the not. 1985 Voodoo Ranger IPA. The, and the can is very 80s art. This movie is 80s as shit, yeah, it's, boys. It's, yeah, and it's from 1985. Six. And so I got a 1985. It, it was what... made in 85, Jake. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Oh, wait, is who it 86? Yeah, is it not, actually it is That was the release date. But oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, either way, it's 80s as hell. This can is 80s as hell. And that's what I'm going with, a Voodoo Ranger 1985. Jake? So 
Mark should know whether I find this to be a hard movie to beer because we bought our beers together. I am trying to keep the magic alive, you know? <laughs> I'm letting him peek behind the curtain, Mark. Yeah, uh, yeah we talked like about it. how this was a hard movie to beer, and we looked for some period of time. I ended up going with a Fremont beer. Uh, this one's called Love Wins. It's a Kolsch. Uh, this is out for Pride Month, month of June, but I'm applying it in a different way. Uh, <laughs> Love Wins at the end of this movie. Uh, Graham succeeds and goes back to his family and there's that great 80s fucking freeze frame music freeze frame <laughs> kids skipping stones love wins baby does love win or does the special person killing bullets he put in his revolver win <laughs> those win as well those yes. also win the, in this scenario i think That's, the answer it, can be yes multiple things can win okay love wins love and bullets win love always wins did you listen to that song at the end oh my god i listened heartbeat. to the hell out of that song it, it was at the end. Unbelievable! I think it was heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, I think it was heartbeat. Okay, Jesus, God. Either way, I stayed on the credits longer than I should have. Frankly, I just could work all around for a movie that is, I think, pretty hard to beer. But drinking beers and watching Manhunter isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week in the horror world. So why don't we talk about it? Starting, of course, with paying up on lost beers for fears. Let's cue that sound effect. Oh, if you got any, son. Mmm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! I have one to talk about in this particular segment, boys. I lost for the movie Don't Breathe. Yep. And so I had to watch the movie Office Uprising in a connection that I simply cannot begin to fathom. Do either of you know why? Heavens no. I mean, I would have made the connection. I don't remember. I can look it up. Talk about the movie okay. and I'll, I'll figure out what it was. Office Uprising is a 2018, maybe, little unclear movie. Uh, this is like a zombie comedy movie, office, uh, Jane, office comedy. Jane Levy is the connection. Jane Levy, She's in yep. Both. A, a Thanks, hunk Mark. I didn't know is the lead. And Zachary Levi plays the like evil boss um, villain of the piece. Uh, this movie sucks. I'll get that right out of the way up top. This is uh, available. This is a, a Crackle original movie. So Whoa. it's available to watch on Crackle. Um, I forgot so Crackle they're, exists. They're nailing that. Is yeah. Crackle the one that's like just anime? Isn't oh, it? I don't know. No, well, that's clearly not just. You're thinking of Crunchyroll, this. yeah. You're thinking oh, of Crunchyroll. Crunchy yeah. Which is just anime. Crackle is free. And they had comedians. Their big claim to fame was they had comedians in cars getting coffee and then Seinfeld for a while. Um, and then since then nothing i think mm. either way they made this movie uh it sucks it's this this is like <laughs> office space style corporate office right like uh uh fatigue and and uh burnout just boredom and those the kind of bad humor that goes along with that it's very poorly written and then to energize the workforce the company gives everyone this drink and the drink turns them into like rabid zombie type things mm -hmm. and they also it's a gun factory i think that they work at they're in the corporate <laughs> offices so a lot of the zombies have guns they have guns there's a lot of fetishization of weapons that makes me really uncomfortable in the current world in which we're living uh, -huh. uh in this movie and all the humor is as bad as you could possibly imagine like mark i know you've seen the movie accepted right no the one with uh, emma stone no not with emma stone with oh, blake lively and uh, what's that guy's name? Um, I, th I think you've seen that. Either way, it's like just really, really, really shitty. Um, the humor is very juvenile and very bad. What a weird side show. Like, why, why did we go to Accepted there? 
just because the all the humor of the, is like that. Is that what you're all saying? of the jokes in this, like, <laughs> except it's a pretty funny movie that has a lot of really bad jokes in it and some funny jokes. And this movie is all of the worst jokes and none of the good jokes and none of the charm or charisma of Accepted. The mm. humor reminded me a lot of Accepted. Is why just bad. Okay, I, I don't think I've seen. This is this movie. a? Justin is this Long, kind of Jonah like a, Hill and Blake Lively? Is yeah, accepted. I'd see that and Louis yeah. Black. What, Jake? Is this uh, like free for all, kill them all? Is that what this is? Group group of survivors band together to fend off the zombies. Oh, this is a zombie movie. You said that. Yeah. <sighs> I don't fucking listen. Apparently, it's not like a battle royale type situation. Yeah, battle royale. It's not a Belko type of situation. Right. Not quite. Right. No. Um, but it it sucks. Don't watch it. Um, I the CG don't is also to. nightmarishly bad. It's a very bad movie. Crackle. crackle. So it is good scary, work, Crackle. Then. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary how bad the CG is. Yep. It is it is pretty terrible. That's all I've got to talk about in this segment. Do either of you boys have lost beers for fears? No, sir. No. Cue Scatman. Scatman's world. I don't know if we've cued Scatman or I cut all this out. Yeah, I don't or what care. Just put him in, in there editing. again. But either put way, boys, let's go into regular rocking horror worlds. Jake, yeah, I dude. assume you have the least to talk about, so why don't you go first? Why are you? Okay, first of all, why the slander? Um, <laughs> is he wrong? Second of all, I mean, in a certain way, no, and in a certain way, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> And the, the certain way that maybe is that I do only have one thing to talk about. Okay. <laughs> Look, hockey's back on. It's, we're in the finals now. There's not as much time. But uh, I finished what has been released to date for season four of Stranger Things, and that's like fucking ten more hours of That's content. a lot of shit, dude. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I watched a substantial amount of extracurricular stuff. It just happened to be one thing. Um, I, there's a couple more episodes, so I'm going to reserve judgment until it's all out, and I obviously don't want to spoil it because it is still pretty new. Uh, we don't do that in this section. Jack, you've already talked about it. I, I think the only thing I'll either add or reiterate here is that I am continuously impressed by the ability that... The Duffer Brothers? The, yeah, the Duffer Brothers and everyone involved in Stranger Things has at creating characters that you become immediately invested in yeah there's immediately there's some, yeah. like yeah, it, yep, they're yep. so good at it it's such a strength that always has been and they do not disappoint with this season either um is it still good yeah i, I do think it is still good i'm excited to see where it's gonna go uh is there sequel bloat also yes like that is a real thing but jake i i was delighted at the way the last couple episodes of the chunk of this season that's out like kind of I'm, I'm gonna say tied things together or like brought multiple plot lines together did that strike you yeah i'm I, I, yes it did i mean I, you could see I it coming that, but you could but it wasn't like it was worse off because you could see it coming i guess for sure it felt i, thought, I was tidy. i was impressed by it yeah it felt tidy like they know what they're doing um and yeah it's just it's good content that i i think potentially the only thing that is keeping me from being like higher on it is that I really like the mystery that you just can't duplicate once you have developed and gone into your now fourth season. It, yeah. it, there used to be mystery there, and that was what I loved about kind of I've gone back and watched season one, episode one again now, and those just hit differently <clears throat> to me. But for sure. they're, good in, they're good in different ways for sure. So I'm looking forward to the two or whatever episodes that come back come out in July. It's going to be like another 10 hours of content probably. <laughs> it's a four-hour-long movie and probably then a five-hour-long movie. Yeah, uh, but that's that's my story for the I week. I like it. It's worth watching, you'd say, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mark, what about you? Uh, so depending on how you look at things, you were wrong, and Jake actually has more content to talk about than I do. Because uh, gotcha. I haven't really done much my last week. I was sick for a day, and then I've also been watching Stranger Things. 
season two, though, so I'm <laughs> almost all the way. Season one faster yeah, than I wow, expected you what? to. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can cruise through like two episodes while folding laundry, yeah. or, you know, just in the background. Um, and plus, in season two, you get to skip that whole backdoor pilot that absolutely sucks. Yeah, you and, can skip that. It's yeah, a full episode; you don't have to watch. I haven't yeah. watched that. I've watched that once, and I will never watch it again. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So we have just gotten to the point where we skipped that episode, and I will say, like, it still holds up. Uh, season one is fantastic, and you, if you're yearning for it, Jake is right. You don't. You obviously like know at this point what the upside down is and what the demogorgon is, where the, what the demogorgon is, and all that jazz. So you kind of lose out on the mystery side of things, but. It's still fun. It's still enjoyable. Yeah. The characters are still have have their you know well written arcs and stuff like that. So well, I am I've, I am enjoying going back through it, and I'm glad we did this. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish you had done this after you watched season four, though, because I've been reading about how some of the uh, I'll say sonic landscape that is very very important to season four was actually in seasons one through three, and they've been like foreshadowing kind of this plot line throughout three seasons. I am not curious read that. to know if that's true. I'm gonna have to huh. keep an eye out for that now that I've started one again. That sounds yeah. like something I'm just gonna need to have them tell me that they did. That sounds like <laughs> they, they can't possibly have done that. whatever. I I don't believe that, but. Maybe. I mean, it, but they could do it like Breaking Bad style, where it's just like they know one thing they're going to do in season five, so they put some ties into it in season one that either pay off or don't. All of that assumes they know there's going to be a season five, though. Yes, it does. And I mean, I guess they knew there I mean, was going to be a season Vin- two. Vince Gilligan talked about this one, all the but... time. He's like, put that shit in, because no one notices it if you don't. And if you do get to it and pay it off, people think you're the best writer in the whole goddamn world. Yeah, it's true. And he is. So <laughs> who are we to argue? Yeah. Uh, the other cool thing that happened this last week is, um, so, so E3 doesn't really exist anymore. Uh, they done like the sort of some digital gaming shows or whatever. Um, so in the past, I've I've done a rundown of all the cool shit that came out at E3 that I saw the trailers for and looked horror-y. Um, this one is a much lighter fare. Uh, there were only really three games to talk about, but I will. Uh, just mention them here pretty quickly. Routine is one that has been floating around for a long time. Uh, a lot of people thought it was dead, and now it is back and coming out, I think, later in 2022. This is a, I believe it's first-person survival horror. Uh, I, I kind of got vibes from Alien Isolation out of it, but it's sort of a futuristic retro style where obviously you're in the future, everything is very space station-y and that sort of stuff, but then also you're looking at CRTs and, you know, tape recorders and stuff like that. Alien-style future. Alien-style future. A little bit different than that. But anyways, there's these, um, I guess you'd call them androids that have gone rogue, that are running, that are trying to chase you down, and you're supposed to run away, and you have like a little gun that shoots photographs or something? I don't know. It just <laughs> zaps them, and they go crazy. Um, I don't know. It this- shoots Okay. A gun that shoots photographs. You yeah. heard him correctly. <laughs> I I couldn't have said that any clearer. I don't know what you're I don't know what you're laughing about. No, you couldn't have said it clearer, but it doesn't make it make more sense. Secondly, there's a game called Fort Solus. I think all of these games are currently slated to come out in 2022, but Fort obviously Solus? Fort Solus. So S O L I S. Not not at not without soul, but Solus, like the other side of Mars. Or like S O L A C E. Sure. Uh, you're right. Solace. Uh, yeah. I, that oh, yeah, Solace. Solace. Fan- Quantum of Solace. Dude, my fucking brain doesn't work. Quantum of Solace. Uh, this is what this is a very similar one except this is yeah. third person, uh, and it's on Mars. Features a few of the fo- the the guy who played Joel in uh, The Last of Us is also the lead character in this. Um, 
it's a very story heavy. It, it, I can't is, tell. Is what that it what is. the actor looks like in The Last of Us, or did he just do the voice? Um, I think he just does the voice for both characters. Okay, it's not uh, like Norman Reedus in whatever horseshit game Norman Reedus was in. No, uh, typically, I mean, a lot of times they take the the designers take cues from what the people look like to make them look like their voice actor. But I would say probably the majority of time. They have they just make them look like whatever the fuck they want. Right. Um, this is this one strikes me almost like a Quantic Dream type thing. It's not that, but very similar to like I don't think they've released any information really about gameplay other than immersive storytelling and like kind of what it sounds like is. Is it a walking simulator? It might be a walking simulator, Walk but it's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting like quick time yeah. event vibes out of this, similar to like you're walking around and inspecting stuff, and you have like very free. You're free to do whatever the hell you want, but you're supposed mm-hmm. to like be investigating what the hell happened at this wait what abandoned game did you just Mars say? fort, Fort Solus. No, 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 no. That it reminded you of? Oh, I said it reminds me of a Quantic Dream type Which game. I don't know what that is. They yes, else. you do. They are the ones who else. made uh, Detroit become human and Heavy Rain and uh, Heavy Rain. Prophecy. Sucks nuts. I, I know. So I know how bad boring. your opinions are on Heavy Rain. It's fine. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Didn't like you like Detroit Become Human though? I don't know what that is. I Wade's can't... playing it. My oh, oh Wade fuck. is playing Bleep it. is playing it. <laughs> Whatever. It's first name only. My brother's playing. Yeah, it. it's fine. Your brother's name is Wade. Yeah. Uh, lastly, this is the most exciting one. All three of these are about space. It was weird, uh, but this is a game called Callist- the Callisto Protocol. Yeah, uh, which is Dead Space. It's it's, dead it's space. the Dead Space sequel. Um, it's not spiritual. Successor, it's not. Right? Yeah, it's a spiritual successor. It's not canonically in the Dead Space universe because this is not made by Visceral and Visceral still owns that IP. But it is the director of uh, the yeah. original Dead Space. I think at least one and two making from Visceral. He moved to this new studio and now he's making this. Uh, yeah. It's going to be hopefully action dismemberment Dead Space on the that next That looks like exactly awesome. what it is. I am very excited. That's about coming it. out before the remake of Dead Space, which is being remade, right? <laughs> Uh, yes, this it's one's weird. slated for release in December. Yeah, we'll see if it gets pushed back. I mean, yeah, no, it's weird to me know, that but... it'll come out before the Dead Space remake, and I don't know why that's weird to me, but it is. Probably, I mean, yeah, who knows? Smaller team, who knows how long yeah. each is, each has been in development? It's whatever. But I'm those interested. games, those games are so much fucking fun. Yeah, really Dead Space is great. I will be playing Callisto Protocol. Yes, nice. Uh, unless it tanks. Yeah, <laughs> it could. Suck. I, I probably won't be like a pre-order site type deal. But never, you know. never pre-order. Are you gonna play the Quarry? You're talking about video games right now. Are you going to play The Quarry? What is The Quarry? It's like that, what was that one The you make choices for characters and they're kind of in like a slasher that you played a while ago and there's like a bunch of different... Oh, and... is it another one of the, the Dark Pictures anthology? Just maybe. Same same company did. So that was, um, I'm blanking on what that one was, but then they did the Dark Pictures. Like Hayden Panettiere was a character. Yeah, I know what it's, you're talking it's about. It's that. It's that. Um, why am I blanking on that fucking game name? Okay, so it's it's from the same company that did yeah. that. Yeah, I they've been. Now. I I mean I haven't played. I have Man of Medan, and I played the first part of it, but it was kind of glitchy when I was playing it because the I don't know the GPU was shitting itself or something like that, so I wasn't able to get too far. And then the next two like Abandon Hope or something, Raising Hope, something like that. Um, I didn't even know there was more than one. And they no, they said they they were doing it as a trilogy, and then they've been moderately popular, so they kept going. And I guess the quarry must be the new one. Yeah. Anyway. So I might. I don't know. They're cool games. I love the concept. Yeah. Make choices for kids in a slasher to camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds fun. Sounds neat. So anyways, <laughs> that's that's the roundup. That those are the, That's the news of the horror video games that you may have missed from at the time you're hearing this three weeks ago. <laughs> Breaking <laughs> no. news. The more you know. 
Uh, either a good work, Mark. Um, I've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. I'll start with a video game because Mark, you were just talking about. Video you played games. a video game? Yeah, Dying what video Light. Game? Oh, Dying uh, Light. Okay. Is available on the Switch. When I bought it, it was seventy-five percent off, so it cost like eight bucks or something. It was. It seemed a very good deal. I don't know when this video game originally came out, but it's out on the Switch now. So I assume like ten years ago. Yeah, like twenty fourteen. Uh, I want to say. Okay, this is a first-person game, parkour game. You, zombies can't jump good, so you jump around city and avoid zombies and do stuff. 2015. Craft stuff. It's very fun. Um, I'm enjoying it very much. I'm a five or so hours in. I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Very, I think it's a very, very fun game. It runs very well on the Switch. Mark, to I think you were saying, is it a streaming game? Because the yes. Switch might like doesn't seem like it'd be able to handle it. It seems like they sacrificed a bunch of stuff like in textures. Like people's hair looks like dog shit and like <laughs> water looks like dog shit so like they it feels like they were just like all that what stuff, does dog shit it. look like are there any is there any dog <laughs> I shit love you it. What, what else looks like dog shit <laughs> a lot you, of stuff if you add enough things i'll know like that kind of that kind of stuff just doesn't look good and it feels like they were just like fuck it that's what we're sacrificing to make this but it runs really smooth and really good well that's good and you need quick. smoothness in that game because you're doing so much parkour have you been yeah. caught outside yet uh, at oh. night yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it's so scary. <laughs> but it's very, very fun. I'm enjoying it very much. I love um, that game. Yeah, that game is so much fucking fun. Uh, it's not, great. Outside doesn't matter as much as being uh, at night. At night is when the scary zombies come out. What it is one of those zombies? games, though, that has like one trillion side quests. So I've, I've only done like two story quests because I'm just doing all the side quests first because I have to because I yeah. have CD. But then you um, get really cool... OCD like and <laughs> OCD. <laughs> the uh, the worst part of that game is the main storyline because like you end up just there are some fun parts of it. Pre- it's pretty clear to me. I know what the plot is after two story missions. Yeah, the the problem with the main story missions is you get to a point eventually where it's just like everybody has guns. So you're instead of doing like the fun part of the game, bouncing around and hitting people with like electrified swords that have motorcycle engines attached to them, <laughs> uh, you just have like a rifle and you're shooting at people. That's like, lame. Yeah, it is yeah. super lame. It's, that's yeah. the most. That's the worst part about that game. But everything else is awesome. Hmm. Either way, Dying Light's very fun. Other stuff to talk about. Mark, I watched Love, Death, and Robots season three, episode nine. The episode is called Jabaro. This is a oh, recommendation yeah. from you. Yeah. Um, I'm most of the way through season one of Love, Death, and Robots, and I haven't loved any of those yet in the way that I loved the first one you recommended in season three. And this one also was stunning. I watched it with my wife, per your recommendation, Mark. Mm-hmm. The visuals on it are just just gorgeous. They're so beautifully fucking rendered. weird. It's, it's so, so weird. weird. Um, this is like a, uh, I don't know, conquistador, but like alternate history, I guess. This um, is based on true events. Jack. Is it really? Well, I, no, no. Yeah, about, on, but on an alien planet, though. Yeah, notably. it's very important siren. that it's on an alien planet. Yeah. Um. Either way, uh, and there's a lot of like cool dance choreography in it. It's beautiful, and and I super love it. cool. Yeah, it's super cool. cool. Did Hannah have anything? Any anything to say about it? She thought the dancing was very cool. Uh, it's not the okay. style of dance she's really done before, but she thought it was looked really good. All right. Yeah. Very neat. I enjoyed that very much. Uh, on to movies. I watched Spencer. This was another one I watched with my lovely wife. This is like a date night watch for us. Have you, you guys remember this movie? I, I don't know no what the hell you about. just said. This is, it came out last year. This is the uh, Kristen Stewart movie where she plays Princess Diana in like 1991. I don't think it's advertised as a horror movie, but it is absolutely a gothic what? horror movie. Um, what the this hell is, are you talking about, dude? This is like, the, apparent Hannah tells me there's a very famous like 
Christmas where Diana, like everything's falling apart for Princess Diana. She's in the deepest throes of her paranoia and her like eating disorders. And she's at this like Christmas dinner where everyone in the royal family's ostracizing her and she's kind of losing her mind. And this movie depicts that period uh, for that Christmas dinner. And it's great. This is a great movie. Uh, and it's very clearly a gothic horror movie. She's like descending into madness and isolated and alone. And the music that accompanies it is very horror movie music. It's great. They call it a psychological drama, which feels like it it can fit. It's it's definitely a gothic horror movie, um, and I loved it. And and it was really fun to watch with Hannah, who's like obsessed with you know the royal family, all that kind of stuff. It's very cool. Um, also, uh, another horror connection: Sally Hawkins plays like Diana's like main servant that she trusts, um, and so that's neat. Shape of Waters, Sally Hawkins. Mark, oh, gotcha. You confused. Yeah. Um, either way, Spencer was very cool. I recommend it. We watched it on Hulu, I think, and no ads or anything. Just watched it, and uh, it's well worth a watch. It's kind of long, and if you don't like – I mean, it's a psychological drama. If that doesn't sound like something you're interested in, uh, it's not going to be for you. Uh, but it's heavy, and it's dark, and it's cool. I enjoyed it very much. Um, lastly, I watched Mad God, or Phil Tippett's Mad God. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, this just recently dropped as we record this. It stays on Shudder. It is on Shudder. It's the okay. exclusive release on Shudder. Uh, this movie is like 30 plus years in the making. Um, wow, this was a cool experience. It's arguably not really a movie. Like It has almost no narrative uh, and not a lot going on from that perspective. But it is stunning visually. It is unbelievable. And like from a design perspective, this world he builds of this like weird hell into which this guy in like a diving suit is descending. Uh, it's it's uh, stunning to watch and disgusting at times and graphic and gory, but but always just wonderfully rendered. It's fantastic. I wonder. I feel like a double feature of that and Wolf House would probably like break your brain. Probably, yeah. <laughs> this movie's weird as all fucking hell, right? There's barely yeah. any dialogue. There's all. I mean, you're just watching a guy transverse various vignettes of horror, uh, and it's a little bit more like there's a little more going on than that, but not a whole lot more. Kay. Uh, and it's, but, oh my God, it's a must watch. You gotta How long be in the right, it? uh, it's like a time? hour and a half plus it's a full length movie. Okay. I don't remember exactly. You kind of get lost in it at some point. I was hoping it, it would chalk, like clock in at like just over an hour, but no, but it's hard to say that there's any wasted space in here. Cause every fucking second of it, like every square inch of the screen is perfectly realized and every second of it is delivering you something visually and it's it's fantastic so it's it's like, funny to say that without if it doesn't have any narrative it would be hard to say that none of this is that you could have cut stuff out it's, it's a technical display and like yeah. it's it's a display of phil tippett's like technical mastery and artistry and both of those are on fucking point and it does that with spades in spades also maybe with spades there are spades at some point yep the shovel, I mean. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to see it. It's still yeah, on my list, but it. It, it, I, I don't know how to describe like the mood you got to be in to watch it. But it's like you you got to be paying attention because you want to watch it. Like you can always be visually interested in what's going on, but at the same time, it's hard to pay attention to because it's nothing. There's no plot going on, right? I watched it in a couple of ta- a couple of sit downs. Hmm. Intense vibes. Very very intense vibes, but fantastic. Uh, and that's all I've got to talk about. Okay. Your presentation? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Over at 
ADCHorror.com this week, we watched either 1985 or 1986's, uh, probably 1985, though, uh, Manhunter. Definitively 86. <laughs> now, Ty picked no this movie. Friend of the show, Ty. And, uh, boys, had any of you seen this before? No. No, sir. I didn't even really know about this movie. Yeah, Ty's obsessed with this movie, as evidenced by his Twitter handle. Um, <laughs> did he do a 30-second plot synopsis? I got him to do a 30-second plot synopsis, Thank boys. fuck. So. I didn't want to touch this shit. <laughs> Neither of you had seen this before, correct? No. No, I but I've either. seen Red Dragon a number of times. I've seen Red Dragon as well, but I had not yeah. seen this before. Michael no. Mann's Manhunter. Uh, boys, Ty picked this movie. You know what that means. He's going to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. So 30 oh, seconds around the goddamn you. clock. It's going to stop when Ty, uh, start when Ty starts. Will Graham is a former FBI agent who previously got out after capturing Hannibal Lecter and is pulled back in to hunt down a new serial killer named the Tooth Fairy. He consults with Lecter, starts working with a team of FBI agents to try and hunt him down. It's unsuccessful for a while. They're looking to get him before the next full moon. Eventually, they figure out it is Francis Dollarhide who has been hunting down uh, women and their families via... Uh, developing film. Uh, Will gets in way too deep, but eventually they do capture and kill uh, Francis Stollerhide. And love wins. <laughs> and love then wins. love wins. <laughs> love always wins in 1985. It's true. <laughs> I mean, a pretty good job, Ty. I do like the idea of they're trying to catch him before the next full moon with no other context provided. I, I think that's great. <laughs> well, you got to do it. I mean, it's hard in the 30 seconds. How long did that actually come in at? Because <clears throat> I didn't. Right at 30. Yeah, see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heavily yeah, rehearsed. So, it sounds like it might have been a, a couple of attempts. Especially the full moon part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> got to include the full moon. You got to yeah. get that in there. That's also, where like the, the way he said from. Francis Dollar Hyde, like it's a three-name person. Oh, yeah. Dollar it's got a hyphen. Hyde. I mean, most serial killers, or I guess not serial killers, but well, assassins use <clears throat> three names, right? It's hard no, to- No, serial killers too. Serial Isn't that like a whole too, thing yeah. that, that the news, like news media typically uses the middle name for serial killers? I think so, and To make assassins. them seem more serial killery? Yeah. Yeah, because anyone that like goes John by Wayne three Gacy? names is definitely a serial killer. It's like chicken or the egg situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How so, Jake? I don't know. It's like who? What came first? People using three names or serial killers? I see. So you're saying like when so if somebody starts calling you, if I started using your middle and last name, also like I used all three names, yeah. then is that going to lead you to serial killing? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it might. I might hate it so much that I start <laughs> killing in serial format. Yeah. What if I call you JJ? That I don't think that would be a serial killer situation. I think I would just kill you. Okay. Yeah. That'd be one. <laughs> that'd be one killing. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So we're safe. That'd be murder, Mark. Oh, okay. You know. But love does win, though. Love does win. Always yeah. love wins. What subgenres of horror does this fit into? Serial, serial killer. killer. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, anything else? This is such a straightforward thing. Is 80s a genre? No. <laughs> it should, this is the most 80s movie we, we've ever reviewed. I, I, I kind of hate this because we added, I think we added vibes the other week. And the, the, this isn't a vibes movie, but it has. No, it's not. It's kind periods. of a vibes movie. It has periods where it's pretty vibey. That's true. That's true. Like, I'm not going to put vibes on this. Dur- during the no, 80s, it wasn't a vibes either. movie when it was just a contemporary right. movie. But now right. that you were looking back on the 80s, this is an yeah. 80s vibes movie. I, think I actually just... No, I actually think in the 80s, people came out of the movie and they were like, I don't know, did he make that two 80s? <laughs> is that too and, contemporary? And, yeah, and the answer was yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> How much more 80s could you make this? And the answer was none. Uh, there could have been more montage, to be honest. A little bit but... more neon. I'm, look, I say this in danger of being made fun of, yeah. but... Psychological. <laughs> uh, it's a bingo. It's it's, tr- a, well, it's trying to be psychological. 
It's, I mean... I, I find I find there to be no impact to the psychological distress that the lead investigator is having, but that's what the movie's <laughs> supposed yeah. to be about. Red Dragon uh, is going to come up a lot, obviously. That is a much more well, psychological movie. And keep your bingo was. cards out, because so is the book. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I'll give it to you, but it is it is funny how much time they spend with Will explaining like how he gets into people's heads, and when I when I understood who Hannibal Lecter was, he became part of me, and now he's like in I I went to a dark place, oh. and now I can't get like what no 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 also, that's not how that's not how this works that's not how any of this works. I like Will. the juxtaposition of a guy who's like my whole job is getting into the mindset of the serial killer, but then when he's doing it he's not in the mindset of he's going that's what you do isn't it you son of a bitch that's what you do you watched the tree <laughs> didn't you didn't you you motherfucker <laughs> what not idiot. at all getting into their mind <laughs> like, Pretty can you imagine <laughs> just imagine like <laughs> walking into that situation I'm yeah there's decide which which one of the which one would be more distressing to walk into crime scene wise is it this, where the guy's just, like, talking through what the guy did and asking questions about it? Or Willem Dafoe from Boondock say it's, like, twirling through with his orchestral opera music? <laughs> which, which, would be, which would be worse? Which would be, which would be more distressing for you? Yeah, we need, to, we, need, we, need like a, we need, like, a college humor miniseries thing about, like, the CSI tech that's on the scene for both of these without any of the actual inner monologue happening, where it's yeah. just, like, you're trying to dust for fingerprints somewhere, and one of the detectives is just screaming at himself about something that a serial killer thinks <laughs> that he thinks a serial killer about some huge fucking guy. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I don't think it's psychological, but whatever you mentioned it, so <laughs> I sure did. It's, yeah, it tries to be it. It just isn't that. It wants to be psychological, yeah. Um, but also, Mark, it's funny you mentioned CSI. I, well, I guess we should move out of this segment. Um, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh heavens, we almost combined segments. <laughs> uh, it's funny because this. Th- this movie really shaped Willie uh, really shaped William Peterson's career, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Turns out, I mean, he's fucking good in this role. So he is good at this role. The dude can play detectives, and he's equally as stupid and uninformed <laughs> about forensic science as he is in CSI. <laughs> he doesn't need to know the science in this movie, Jack. All, <laughs> all of the scientists, Mark, all of the stupid science nerds, all know the, the prints show he was wearing smooth gloves. All the prints that smooth gloves leave behind. <laughs> There's tal- they found talcum powder on her thigh, but there's no talcum powder in the house. You took off your gloves, didn't you, you son didn't of a you, bitch? You son of a bitch, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Isn't that what you did? <laughs> it it would have been it would have been better had he just uh, like the if the insults had escalated just a little bit more every single every time. Every single yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mark, you mentioned it. This uh let's start in what the movie does right, and we can start with Will William Peterson's Fucking performance. Bullshit, man. Yes. Um it's it's good, but at the same time, I don't feel any of his distress throughout it, which is what the whole movie's supposed to be for. Like, I'm not upset by his he because he never seems like he's actually losing it. No, not me. at all. He seems very in control at all times, yes. even when he's talking to Lecter. Yeah. The only time the only time he's like e- like even walking fast <laughs> is when he's trying to get out of what? the cell and he's like knocking on the door. Uh, until Mark, he spends. I think two and a half minutes sprinting down that switchback ramp staircase thing I to lo- weird I, synth scene. music. Oh my god! <laughs> so and then like it's just every 
every security person on on site just, just looking at stands him. up and like they do like the full torso turn and like from a cinematic perspective he didn't michael mann gave him nothing just fully filmed him steady like not a steady cam just like a stationary camera a camera just filmed a, camera. a man sprinting down yeah. a thousand switch how many staircase. takes do you think that took I don't know. yeah that scene that's what this movie does right in a nutshell <laughs> Is how fucking that is the that captures the vibe of this movie. Yeah, how unbelievable this movie to is. Like, <laughs> as you can tell, I think this is a pure work of art. Synth music that Fuck. doesn't fit the vibe of what's going on at all. Oh my god! <laughs> like it's really foreboding, quiet synth music, and he's full bore sprinting down a switchback <laughs> staircase. <laughs> you gotta kind of slow down as you're going around the U-turn, you know. Hot like, oh, it, yeah. No, that happens also, later. Like, yeah, if but you were having like, some sort more. of psychotic break. You'd get like three stairs down, and then you'd regain your wits. I think you'd be like, "Okay, I should stop sprinting now." Yeah, like I'm out of the cell. <laughs> <laughs> he needed fresh air. Staff. I did a little sprinting. <laughs> yeah, that's you got to sweat the toxins out, and by toxins, I mean serial killer vibes. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the Hannibal Lecter's in his head, and you have to run away from that. I guess. I think yeah. so. It's fucking straightforward as hell. That's... I would say let, let's let's pull back a little bit and We're say supposed to be talking the, about the movie does right. Yes, the cast. Writ large is what this movie does right now. Writ it's interesting because large. as we go down the list, I like let's just do this real quick. Do I'm, it. I'm going to provide who the person was, who the actor or actress was from Red Dragon and Manhunter, and we're yep. going to say which one's better. Okay. Oh my god, Mark. So well, and I'm going to actually start with the director. So Michael Mann versus Brett Ratner. Michael Mann wins, yeah, right? Yeah, Mann wins. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's I don't think the, the, the only directing one that, is really... Uh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the yeah, only yeah, one yeah. where Manhunter is going to take it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just FYI. I, I'm going to have a hard time not picking Dennis Farina, Mark. Uh, actually, I did highlight Dennis Farina as, pro- as probably the winner over Harvey Keitel, but Harvey Keitel is really good. Uh, Will is played by Ed Norton versus Will Peterson. Yeah, Ed Norton's going to take that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can actually, you're actually distressed by Ed Norton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lecter... <laughs> Anthony Hopkins versus Brian Cox in a shocking Landslide. twist. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, but it, it's very interesting. I don't hate this adaptation of Lecter or Lector as it's spelled in this yeah, movie Lector. for some reason. They spell it um, wrong. Uh, but it's very weird how Brian Cox plays him like smarmy and like just a real shitty, like a shithead. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to that. Yeah, I he's, have him he's, in he's de- it's definitely shit eater. Um, I think it's kind of a landslide, honestly. Oh yeah, I think for, so. okay. for Hopkins. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. I mean, it's hard. I, yeah, he is. Hopkins yeah, is iconic. actually scary. He absolutely, is the thing. <laughs> um, Freddy. So now we have or Lounds, Mounds, whatever the fuck his name was. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman versus Stephen Lang. Duh. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Food. So, sorry, Stephen. <laughs> By the way, Stephen <laughs> Lang is completely unrecognizable. Uh, he, like, yeah. he looks it's wild. He doesn't look anything. Like I actually Stephen was like, when the fuck is he going to be on screen? Because I knew he was yeah. in the movie, and I was like. Oh. <laughs> his hair yeah, is I was like, so they must and then two minutes later he was on nuts. fire <laughs> <laughs> there he is There's yeah, that oh, now I see him uh, Tooth Fairy uh, is either Ray Fiennes or Tom Noonan I love Tom Noonan but Ray, yeah. Fiennes. Ray Fiennes for sure uh, and then I don't know Reba is probably a push that's either Joan Allen or Emily Watson I thought Emily Watson does a good job but actually I really like Joan Allen as well so uh, my point here is who plays Molly Graham in the other one this movie does not pass the Bechdel no test. Idea. Let's Kim, just say that. I, I'm just saying, Kim Greist, Greist, whatever. Cutie. <laughs> okay. I thought she was cute. Uh, yeah, they <laughs> they specifically, like, the the women do not have large parts in, in this movie, or Red Dragon, for that matter, but uh, that's not what we're talking about. What I'm talking about is uh-huh. the cast overall 
is fantastic, right? Yep. If I just say Michael Mann, Will Peterson, Brian Cox, Harvey, uh, Dennis Farina, Stephen Lang, Tom Noonan, you're going to be like, oh, God. I want to see this fantastic, movie. Yeah. Which would be correct. But then you compare <laughs> it to the movie that they remade it, and you're like, oh, bangers all the way down. It's it's just kind of a tough tough spot. It's, it's, I don't want to penalize it at all. And I'm clearly having this definitively in what the movie does right, because the cast is amazing. It's just yeah. kind of sucks when you light them up, and you're just like, yeah, the second one. Well, it's hard to compare. Yeah, it's hard to compare better. as people that have seen, that saw the other movie before this, too. For sure. Yeah, I'd be interested right. in someone that saw Manhunter before I, you know, I thought it was going to affect me more. I really did like the way that this one played out, though. I like, I, at first I was like, oh, God, I should have, we should have just watched Red Dragon. And then halfway through this one, I was like, actually, no, this is fantastic. I like this a lot. So uh, it was interesting that I, you know, I obviously liked Quarantine more than Wreck because I yeah, saw I mean, Quarantine first. That's uh, kind of what I'm talking about. That's a, I did not have, the, like, I don't know, I didn't have the same take. effect on this one. Yeah, okay. It has, it has been longer since I've seen it's, Red It's Dragon, just though. such a different movie from Red Dragon, which is like yes, an actual yeah. scary, like yeah. dark movie. And yeah, this one, which yeah, is yeah, just yeah. 80s vibes. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, it's it's an 80s which, movie. I mean, let's talk about that and like, what the movie does right. This fucking 80s thing vibes. is 80s as all fuck. And so the music choices are so strange. And they I don't know why yeah. they work, but they work. It's the lovable <laughs> stupidity of the 80s. Like, yeah. That really helps it, in so, my opinion. The only song I definitively have in what the movie does right is uh, Iron Butterfly in Agata de Vida. I think that scene is really good. I think it's also probably noteworthy that that is the only diegetic use of music in this movie. Yeah. Um, but the rest of them I had entirely in middle. Why? What? Well, specifically, we have already talked heartbeat. about this, that it's... It ages. It ages the movie very the, quickly. Whatever fuck. song is playing during the the uh, the serial kill during the Red Dragon sex scene is weird. Weird, like the uh, whispering that, synth thing. Yeah, <laughs> that is uh, the big hush by the band Shriekback. What a weird mm. fucking choice. That's a fucking Shriek weird one. Back. Strong as I am by the Prime Movers when he's kidnapping Reba and killing her boss in the uh, bushes. Yeah, also a weird one. Yeah, and oh I mean my heartbeat. God, these beers are fucking exploding. They're spring loaded. Yeah, what the hell was Jesus, that? Jesus, that was my beer. Put your eye out. Open it. You put your eye out, kid. And then we've talked about this already, but heartbeat. By Red Seven over a freeze frame as the as the credits <laughs> roll. Skipping rocks. Eight, this might have created that trope. It did. Yeah, but it, it made. Well, okay. No, fine. it definitely did not. I was going to go with you on that, but no I guess way. Not. No way. No, it obviously didn't. Yeah, I was yes anding him. Well, anyways, the I the music is certainly memorable. It's not middle, dude. It's not it's middle. middle. I have it. As it's middle. not middle. Dude. I have it as middle. I have it as right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's so it weird, right and too. I always loved it. Yeah, I I love it in a way that's like if you look it, at it, and you're, if you're trying to create something that's to be taken seriously and as yeah, is it I serving the movie to its intended yeah. tone? No, is it serving the movie to its actual tone? Hell yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. It is the movie's tone. It, without sequences like that, it's I think it struggles. Honestly, hell yeah. More to come on that later. Yeah, it sounds. I think you think it struggled anyway, so I'm not really sure how you're going to dig yourself I out think, of that hole. There's not a hole. It's not a hole. What are you talking about? You've dug it. You've dug in yourself a hole. Why? What? You have dug in. Dugged. Yeah. Thank you. You've dugged, and we'll see where you end up. <laughs> dug, and you will <laughs> dig. I don't know. Jesus. Oh, this is... I can't, man. I you fell off can't. a fucking cliff. <laughs> there. 
<laughs> so much banging <laughs> happening in the background. It's really fucking with my concentration, if you know what I mean. Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> I think my daughter's pushing something heavy around upstairs. <laughs> yeah, you can check on that. No, she's probably good. She's okay. <laughs> Car is about to plow through the wall. <laughs> I think your plumbing's yeah, fucked the, up. The Kool Aid Man. <laughs> oh yeah. Is this Happy Chris Father's Elliot's Day? Here's a bill. <laughs> what is this? Chris Elliott's first role. I would not know. As the yeah, that. as the like fingerprints guy in background or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I saw that too. Look, yeah, I love to the red. That's Chris a new question. I don't know. Well, or maybe he was particulates. He might have had something to say about particulates. The blue, the blue specks. They all something. had a lot of nonsense to say about a lot of things. <laughs> uh, I thought the CSI stuff was fine. <laughs> okay, it was riveting. I thought it. was I riveting. was riveted uh, by yeah. it. Yes, he definitely used a Good. pole saw on that branch. I know it was a pole saw because it's a different teeth than a regular saw. Even though no, pole I think saws... he, I think he used a bolt cutter on the branch, didn't he? No, they said pole saw. Oh, he says he said it's just a cut branch, and he said I'm gonna need you to tell me what kind of device he used to cut this. And they came in and said pole saw, which <laughs> just a one you can't tell anything. Two, it's just a fucking saw. Jesus, <laughs> you used a pole saw, didn't you? You son of you a bitch! Son of, you used a pole saw. <laughs> God damn you! Isn't that what you did? <laughs> You motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God. I uh, This is kind of a minor one, but... I a actually, minor does right? Yeah, a minor does okay, right. I'm just making sure we're aware of what segment we're in, because this feels loose. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I mean, it's a loose movie. I like when, <laughs> it, when he goes into... <laughs> when he goes it's into... Kind of a movie. The mental space, when he steps into the world of the Tooth Fairy towards the end, like right yeah. before he figures out what the fuck is going on... Um. They have the one of the first victims, and she's like animated with white eyes and a white mouth, and it's like glowing. Yeah, I really liked that effect. It was cool I, for I don't know why. That's why they chose. They did it once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They did it I once. I did kind of expect it was gonna be a thing, and I I don't know. I I think it would have been too much had they done it more than that. It was borderline I just, I too much it. that time. Like I said, it's a minor thing, but I thought it was a good touch. That yeah. brings some of the horror element to it because like that actually was sort of unnerving to watch. Yeah, that. all the scenes where the Tooth Fairy's doing his thing are unnerving. Yeah, he's intimidating. Which is something the movie does right. I think him, he is intimidating and scary and weird, and the scene where he's lighting the reporter on fire, lighting Stephen Lang on fire, Rounds. that just the pantyhose on his head is such a weird, like, it's such a strange, goofy, but scary, but intimidating, but stupid look. Yeah, the, it's very the balance. Weird. the balance that it strikes is... It's off-putting. Correct. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Plus, a lot. Noonan, Noonan himself is six five. Like he's a pretty. But he's imposing playing dude. a six seven man, so they lied. Yeah, he had to wear <laughs> he had to wear two inch lifts. <laughs> uh, but I I mean, I yeah I agree. He's a he is a very physically imposing guy, and the only thing that I have to uh you know take away from that character a little bit is the one scene where he wears those funky ass sunglasses yeah <laughs> those were rad that's where that's so the 80s awesome. right there 80s unbelievable <laughs> he looks like such an idiot <laughs> you wore sunglasses didn't you you idiot <laughs> that's not what you did you wore sunglasses <laughs> i love that is that what you did <laughs> 
I wonder if there's any cut scenes of him doing more of the yelling. <laughs> I, I, I want to see so, that. Dude, that's I all hope, I want to watch. I should not yeah. listen. I was exactly. watching this and I texted the guys in a chat and Mark was asking if I've rented the three-hour director's cut and I actually fucking believed him <laughs> that it might exist. This seems like the type of movie that there might be more shit out there for. <laughs> for the record, if... There was a director's cut of this movie that was just an extra hour of Will Peterson or Will Graham, whatever the fuck is doing his crime scene investigation, just yelling ex like basically you did this, didn't you? You did this, didn't you? Just uh, yeah, providing exposition for the entire plot of the movie by rhetorically yelling into the darkness of a serial killer. I would watch that version. I would one hundred percent pay extra. I would have liked the movie more. (laughs) I would have too. It's exactly what it succeeds. It succeeds in all the weirdest things. <laughs> it's so, it's so successful at all these dumb fucking things. I love it. Oh my god! I'm looking at the and alternate it, versions on IMDb. I, I, Mark was and it fucking. Says there is a director's cut. Oh god! And it's sure shorter. No way! <laughs> no way! I actually I actually kind of do want to see that. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, because your chief complaint was that this movie was too long. It's too fucking long, dude. We're yeah. going to get there. Yeah, we will get there. Yeah. Uh, I basically didn't have much else in what the movie does right other than that I really like. I, I'll say this. I like that this movie and Red Dragon are so similar because it's a fun exper- like exercise to look at how, since the movie itself, since the narrative itself is so similar what the differences are and why they went that direction, right? Like the way the different characters, the different, the different actors play the same character, what they include in uh, the, like the end of the movie is almost completely different. I'm curious, Jack, you've read the book. I have. Yes. So in the book, does the tooth fairy go after Will's family or not? He does. Cause go that's after, how red dragon ends. He does go after Will's family. Um, so they just didn't include that in this for some reason. No, he goes after Will's family in this. Oh, he, no, he, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. But they, they they include the scene where he's like w- was going to. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, but like my point is in Red Dragon, the Tooth Fairy is killed in Will's house. Oh, gotcha. No, right? that's not. Where there's he's the whole here. there's the whole scene where Ray Fiennes has the kid and Edward Norton comes up the stairs and he's like berating his child for okay. peeing himself and that like gets into the head of yeah yeah of, yeah what's hard, his name hard like, the whole spoilers thing. for the book Red Dragon in the book he the the Red Dragon the Tooth Fairy fakes his own death using a corpse of one of his victims and so after he does that the Will gets his family out of hiding and moves back into their house and he attacks yeah. them in their house and gets shot there. Yeah, so that's the ending of Red Dragon, and yeah. they just didn't do that here. I think that's yeah. a weird choice. Uh, maybe they thought it was going to be too... I mean, the whole Silence of the Lambs canon hadn't... Like, this is the first movie that has ever been made there, as far as I'm aware. Yes, <clears throat> I believe so. So maybe they thought it was going to be a bit too contrived and, like, twisty, and it would have added 20 minutes to the movie, which probably would have been too long. So maybe that's been why. Too long. Maybe that's why. But I it think would've. it's an interesting choice to, like, randomly change the end of the movie from the book, but... It is interesting. Also, they do that pretty frequently with books, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, th- th- Thomas Harris, also the, the author of all of the Hannibal Lecter series of books, uh, uh-huh. ha- has said he had the idea for all three books before he started writing Red Dragon. So, like, you know, he, he knew where he wanted to go, so he put all the twists and turns in to keep the story going. Whereas the movie, you might want to make it more just a contained one-off kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and I think that's essentially what they did, because when they did uh, Silence of the Lambs a number of years later, I don't think they meant for there to be any connective tissue between Definitely not, no, and and they spelled Lector the normal way, not Lector. (laughs) (laughs) Lector. 
<laughs> he's a bad guy from the uh, from the Fantastic Four universe. I yeah. Um, I think before we move off of does right, and and while we're still on the Tooth Fairy's intimidatingness and how creepy he is, Tom Doonan's uh, like acting, the whole speech he gives, the "You're an ant in the afterbirth" speech, is fucking terrifying and well written and scary. Is that from the book? I don't remember that exact speech being from the book, but I don't. I mean, they had the you book has. It's actually the name of chapter know. eight. Chapter eight, you're the ant in the afterbirth. Like that totally. whole speech is great in this. The way it's delivered, his voice yeah. is like he raises it a little bit. It's really creepy. Is that when he has uh, Lowndes? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's also, I I love that scene with Fines as well. When, especially because it's also Philip Seymour Hoffman doing his own thing. Oh, yeah, dude. Philip Seymour Hoffman's so fucking good. I miss that guy. Me too. Bird. Bird. But, yeah, it's it's a, that is probably the best scene in both movies, if you ask me. Yeah. The Lowndes interaction where he ends up cruising down the street lit on fire in a wheelchair. (laughs) <laughs> oh man what does the movie do middle other uh, than all the 80s music that we did I put the movie taking its time here because I agree with you Jake it is too long <laughs> it's too but long. it also serves the vibes of this movie so well that it lingers on shots for so fucking long and does it early and does it do you often. think that that's all that, that, that's all like good though I, I mean I think it serves like how brooding the movie kind of is and feels Ooh. and it like the they, there's no Ooh. reason for him to linger on the wife in bed when it's all blue weird shot the beginning for like an extra so 30 funny. seconds you or mean like, like the ver- the opening shot of yeah, the movie? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. Ling- that stays 30 seconds too long and other and other she just scenes like stares into the flashlight it doesn't like, hit what's me going as, on it doesn't hit me as brooding though cuz too much of it has that I, like the way the music and the intentionality or pace or whatever you want to call it takes its timeness of it all I ends think, up feeling goofier than anything to me. Maybe, but I think it I, for me it works. It, and, but I'm putting it, it does middle because it is too long and it needs to be like cut down. But it, sometimes it works very well. I don't know. It's this to me hard movie to this, review. Hard movie. This to hit me <laughs> as a very tight two hours. Actually, I, I agree with that. Well, yeah. it was two. You, it was exactly two hours. Couldn't be. It was. Right on two hours. What I'm saying, though, is I don't think there is a whole lot of additional fat that you could trim here. Yeah, there, there are some scenes that are a little bit long. And you could have cut a whole minute off the Love Wins scene at the end. <laughs> yeah, but then your beer wouldn't have worked as well. It still would have worked. Love was winning. It was obvious <laughs> that Love had won, Mark. There are, there, I mean, there are spots you can trim yeah. for a few. They probably they could have made it an hour 55. But no, no. That's five minutes, dude. Five minutes is hard to cut. But I, what I'm saying here is this is a two-hour-long movie that mm-hmm. I thought went by pretty quickly. It did. It, it, it And it's enjoyable. Like, it doesn't feel... The pacing is good in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah it does never. There was never a point where I felt like the movie was dragging. Did they need the scene with the tiger? No, that's uh, true. They could have cut did all they need the that scene shit. with the tiger? That was like eight minutes, dude. <laughs> that was, I forgot that was about that tiger weird. scene. That was that's weird also, as shit. I'm pretty sure that's also in Red Dragon, though, isn't it? I, mean, I think it, it must be a part it. of the book. I don't remember it's it. It's definitely but... a part of the book. And then you and then you get like that fucking awesome I, sex scene, you I, know? I, oh, oh, my God. I remember that cut part all of the book because... Cut it all of it. With Shriek back. Oh, fuck. That's going on my lovemaking list. I remember. The, I, I, I want you to back. stop talking. <laughs> I need it to happen. <laughs> I remember the scene with the tiger in the book because Thomas Harris describes the tiger in very sexual terms, and it stood out to me as very strange. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I hate all of, how this stuff can't come across. You, in oh. conclusion, you need the tiger. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the takeaway no. here. If anything, you don't need the tiger. Oh my god. Everything you're saying just makes it more obvious that this doesn't hit in a brooding way. 
<laughs> it, it's it's funny how mu- how brooding this movie is while also having some of the most absurd shots I've ever seen. That yeah. that shot of it's him just brooding. sprinting it down the really <laughs> shallow switchback switch staircase <laughs> is my favorite. I, I love it so much. <laughs> I wonder if we can loop that in any way. The only like I'll give. Oh man, I, Mark, I make gifs. I can make gifs. God damn it! I mean, everything like that's coming out of everyone's mouth right now is. Testing me. <laughs> I'm feeling testy. I'm being tested and I'm feeling testy. Okay. <laughs> what can we do to alleviate that? Oh, I don't know. Don't say jiff again. Well, yeah, absolutely. That That's is... how you say it. Uh, nope, it. that is not how you say it. I don't give it. a fuck what that guy thinks. <laughs> what does this movie do middle, Jake? Did you have anything? Uh, I kind, In a certain way, I do... I don't disagree with Jack about it taking its time, but then the net result thing is something that I have, does hard wrong, so... The sum of its parts is somehow worse than the individual components. Goodness gracious. Is that what you're saying? But yeah, I mean, kind of. We're not in what the movie does wrong yet. Well, we can be. Can't we? Yeah. Sure, I'll move on. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. That's uh, what I'm saying. Okay. I think it's too long. I think that, as I mentioned earlier, the weirdness of the 80s vibes that at times like you have kind of misfitting music or audio in some way of shape or form with what you're seeing on screen doesn't land as brooding, it lands as goofy and it props it up. Case in point, the ending shootout. <laughs> oh my <laughs> is god. It's so fucking goofy. It's so goofy. I let it's me just let me just run I, you I down. need to get to I need to get to my point of what okay, I think the movie okay, does okay, wrong. It's okay, too okay. long and long and long stretches of it. Ironically I thought, this point is too long. I thought were flat out boring. I felt bored by this movie. I never felt bored time I never, I never felt, felt bored I wanted by this to. At all. I felt bored. Which is saying something for a two hour movie, but what parts did you think were, were did it drag? The uh, tiger. Well, I mean, cut the, whole, cut the whole tiger thing. Out. The tiger cut was the way fucking... too. Sexy. I definitely wasn't bored during the tiger. That is scene. one I was fucking something. Hot tiger. I was turned on, but I wasn't bored. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it so much. Uh, I, some of the like we're gonna be talking about uh, this mysterious killer between the different agents. There was too much of that. You could have cut that in half at times. Like okay. his background a little bit. I get why it's there, but it didn't feel important to me like there wasn't really a payoff i didn't feel like i had a greater connection to his character as a result of some of the discussions that had that they had i don't i feel the like record, there's a lot more of this movie that could have been cut than you're suggesting i don't think it was part of michael mann's mission when he was making this movie to embody the like psychological aspects the i don't know a lot about michael yeah. mann and his whole and his whole career i know well, he also yeah. did heat and last which i haven't Mohicans. seen in fucking he's got a weird career dude he does have, uh-huh. a, have a weird career. I think I've seen most of his movies, but I i mean, it's been at least 20 years for most of them for me. Um, and he strikes me more as a like edgy kind of action guy who doesn't as much like getting into the heads of his characters. Like there are way more psychological directors out there. Well, for sure. Also, I don't- this is entirely apocryphal and buried in the IMDb trivia page. Um so huge grain of salt here. But after David Lynch left the project, because he was the original uh, director, apparently Michael Mann was given the role because of his last name's similarity to the name of the movie. And I think that's really fucking funny. I mean, that's that true. is funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't Hunter, believe it. Michael Mann. can't possibly be true. I d- dude, it's one of the that things that cannot be true. I know. There's no way to fact check it. <laughs> no. We moved on from Does Middle without my consent, and there was one thing I wanted to bring up before I'm fully no, ready to no, consent no, to Does Rock. No, we've moved. You moved on, didn't you? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you motherfucker. 
Um, I want to talk about Bri- Brian Cox's performance as Hannibal Lector in this. Lector. Oh, no, we can keep this firmly in what the movie does wrong. I don't uh, think it's a bad performance. I, I like it. It's I a, like it. Okay, it's a good performance. It's just, it's orders of magnitude less good, obviously, than what don't would com- come later. Like, don't in, co- inarguably. Yeah, but, you got to forget that exists. Yeah, though. in a vacuum, it's not a bad performance. It's not, you know... I don't disagree with you, but it feels fucking weird because yeah. I don't need him to be a shit eater. Right. He's just so, like a smarmier shit. He's weird. Lector. I don't like him. I initially wrote this down at literally no one on this podcast or anyone that even is allowed close to this podcast would ever say a bad thing about Brian Cox. He's one of the best actors that has ever lived. Agreed. But it's came, it hit me as a very fucking weird choice to play Hannibal this way, and I don't know how he's portrayed in the book, but one thing, and I, I was, for the life of me, I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on, and then as I was reading through some information about this one, and I do think this one's also on the IMDb trivia page, but you can also find it elsewhere, Michael Mann provided direction to Brian Cox saying, play him like a British teenager, like a British Interesting. Which is, again, I don't know what he's like in the books, but such a fucking weird choice for a guy who's, like, way smarter than everybody he's ever interacted with. Like, yeah. I don't associate that with British schoolboy. Kind of would, though, right? Like, a lot of those... G- <clears throat> but anyway, in, in the book, Mark... I mean, it gets, like... I can see, like, that's how you get, like, the cocky angle, and that's how you get caught, but that's, like, the whole point about this is that he is... Hannibal Lecter is in this universe, in this narrative universe a special extra level of serial killer who should have never been caught had it not been for Will Graham's right. preternatural detective ability. Right, absolutely. Right. And the, their whole relationship is the basis of all the books, right? Um, yeah. And, but in the in the book, Hannibal Lecter is, it's, it's interesting, Mark, because my notes originally I put, why is Brian Cox playing Hannibal Lecter so sarcastic? And I deleted sarcastic because that's not quite right. Hannibal Lecter is portrayed as sarcastic in the books and even in Silence of the Lambs and the subsequent Red Dragon film. But mm-hmm. it's not sar- sarcastic isn't quite right. I switched it to smarmy because he's much more erudite in the books and in the later movies than he yes. is in this. He's not, it's shithead. It's like smarmy and shithead in this, but he's, he's funny. Yeah. He's funny and he's sarcastic and he's fucking with Will, but he's, but he's, he's erudite he's and he's so intellectual in the books, right? He's, yeah. And that makes it, and that's how Hopkins plays him. Yes. And but that's in this, it's like blunt and joking in a childish way, which doesn't jive with the character. So, I mean, I don't think that Cox did a bad job in the portrayal of it, but what I guess what I would say the movie does wrong, is and you the can direct middle if you like, is just the character the of handling, Hannibal Lecter yeah, the in the movie. of Hannibal. Doesn't I, vibe with the with the mythology that you need for yeah. that part. Well, and one of the interesting things about Hopkins' performance is it humanizes Hannibal Lecter in a way. He's, he's effectively superhuman in the books, right? Because Thomas Harris is a very, very good writer, and he uses all of his absolute best writing to make Hannibal Lecter seem like a supernaturally intelligent, like, ultra genius, right? And yeah. so he comes across that way. And Hopkins' performance... Dude, he can dial a phone with gum, so <laughs> think about that. I, I really liked that phone freaking scene. That was very cool. Yeah. I, I, Mark, did you ever get into that whole phone freaking, uh, like, uh, reading about that shit? I mean, I was, I've I've definitely read about it, and it was actually interestingly there was also part of the um, broadcast signal intrusion that movie that I watched. Oh, a interesting. Weeks ago. Yeah, but yeah, I think it was This American Life did I, a whole thing on freaking. I'm trying a while to remember back. what it was. No, I think it was Radio Lab 
Because I've heard it might have been that. Yeah, it's one of one those, of those. One of those long podcast series. Podcast yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember that, and I got interested by it. But that obviously that was like well before our time. Yes. When when freaking was a big deal, I was almost in elementary school. And for the <laughs> listener, phone freaking is freaking with a p h r e a k i n g. <laughs> and, but basically, it was like a bunch of people who figured out that when you dial when you dial a tone or when you dial a phone, the tone comes through as like a different note. And if you can whistle the notes into a phone receiver, you can bypass. That's how the, it transmits pay- data. Yeah, that's how it transmits data. You can bypass paying a telephone, like a payphone. Listener, payphones were things that used to exist <laughs> in the world that you would put quarters into in order to call people. Um but you could basically bypass them, and then that grew into a larger thing of like sort of hacking the telecom system with a series. And that's of a, it's a cool depiction of it in this. And I think I don't. Well, I don't think he's actually he's not doing that. I think all he's doing is basically like shorting the connection for two of the numbers so that it defaults to go to like you dialed zero. I think and then he gets the operator, and then he asks the operator. Yeah, yeah similar. I mean, it's a, it's a general hack of the telecom system. I don't fucking understand why they gave him a phone in the first place, but whatever. Well, that's another thing this movie does wrong is like. How they get to the overall plot points, including all the forensic science, which is such an important part of this movie, is all such dog shit. It's either they explain it too much and they're wrong and it sucks, or they don't explain it at all and I'm left wondering why. The basic example is, how did that fucking note on the toilet paper make its way into the jail, Mm -hmm. into Hannibal Hannibal Lecter's hands, and then half of it back out of Hannibal Lecter's hands, out into the world? What the Mm -hmm. fuck? Mm -hmm. They don't explain Mm -hmm. it at all. Yeah, I think they do a slightly better job in Red Dragon, but also I don't I still don't know if we have a it's, solid understanding of how it got there. There it's not a focus. And in, in the hand wavy. In the book, there's it's a whole there, there's a lot of Deus Ex Machina in this yeah. movie. There's yeah. a whole sequence of Hannibal Lecter like psychologically t- breaking the guards down to doing his bidding to get notes in and out. And mm-hmm. it's very effective because of that, because it shows how scary he is and why you like don't have any guards positioned within earshot of him normally. Have you guys, neither of you guys are big South Park guys, right? No. One of the, so they recently did, they've done a bunch of like longer form uh, specials. So they did like a COVID, a post COVID special. They, they've, the new one is the streaming wars, which is also very good. But the end of uh, the end of the post COVID special, they turned, they're all adults. They're going forward in time. And Butters is turned into, uh, he goes by Victor Chaos, because he's Dr. Chaos. But he's uh, hes basically the Hannibal Lecter in that universe. And his whole thing is that he can convince anybody to buy an NFT. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. So <laughs> it, they basically steal scenes like directly out of Red Dragon and, and Silence of the Lambs. Uh, but it's him, instead of him like convincing his cellmate or whatever to swallow his tongue from Silence of the Lambs, it's he's convincing his cellmate to buy some NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. That's amazing. <laughs> but these movies, it makes no fuck. Like, there's no way that note got in or out. Why is it on toilet paper? If it's a note, a serial killer who isn't in jail wrote to Hannibal Lecter. Why is it on toilet paper? Because that's how you smuggle it in. <laughs> Here, guard, and also I've got how this you get sheet of, of toilet paper I'd like to deliver to an inmate. <laughs> <laughs> why, is, why, did, why did you unravel this entire sheet of toilet paper and then ravel it back up? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I have a loose roll of toilet paper I'd like to deliver to an inmate, please. <laughs> just, just the one. Just, just the one. Just, I got one single one. <laughs> here's, the th- here's what you do, Jack. Here's what you do. You you bake a cake with a file in it, and <laughs> and you include a loosely raveled 
uh, piece of toilet paper. And you take that in and you say, hey, I have a care package for Hannibal Lecter. And they look at you and they cut the cake in half and they find your file and they say, ah, we got you. And you're like, fine, yeah, you did, okay. Don't give them that. Give them the toilet paper. And then they're like, okay, cool. And it's your contention that a piece of toilet paper has survived, with a, written on in ballpoint pen, has survived the <laughs> process of being baked into a cake. No, 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 no. You're not baking the It's the just note. also there in this world. You oh, I him, see. You've set the you're toilet paper him a next cake. to the cake. Yeah, toilet, toilet paper <laughs> and cake. You're going to need the toilet paper. And then they, the, you're, you mean for them to find the cake with the file in it. Right, it's a decoy. It's yeah. the decoy. Yeah. The other one, they're just like, okay, we caught the thing. We caught the thing yeah. you were trying to do, you rascal. And then they go ahead they'll and just give them the rest the of, the, of the paper. Yeah. It's also yeah. got to yeah. be the shittiest toilet paper in the entire world. For it to be stiff Get enough it. to write on with ballpoint pen effectively. Woof. There's... Pretty sure we should do this as a challenge sometime. I'm pretty sure you could, if you flatten it, if you like put it on a hard surface. Mark, you like try. Desk, you can sure write you on can. it, but it's not it not like that. How, how much toilet paper have you written on in your life? Four times. What? <laughs> Wait, hold, yeah. Uh, One of them uh, on a bet. Name them. One of them on a bet because what's, what is it? Is it from um, Party Down where the, he gets like a blit, like high out of his mind, and they pen an entire book on toilet paper? And I was arguing, screaming at somebody, uh, someone from college, cool. about whether yeah. or not that's possible. And I bet them that it is not possible. And I won that bet. That's because you're a lefty, though, Jack. I'm going to have to try this. No, I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't you, do it. They did it. You uh, need you need right-handed toilet paper if you're going to write yeah. on it. You guys would need left-handed <laughs> toilet paper. Yeah. You got to make sure it's right. Um, either mm-hmm. way. You got to make sure it's left. I mean, you also, yeah, but the question about what ply we're talking here is an important one that should not be overlooked. I feel like it might be better if it's single ply. I think single ply is You the want only like answer. that? Yeah, you want that like industrial, yeah. you know, one one roll that's totally. like a foot and a half across. Yeah, 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 yeah. The ones that are like in rest stations. The shitty, that's what I'm saying, the shittier the toilet paper, the easier it is to write on. And so this yeah, must be I the shittiest toilet agreement. paper yeah. in the world. Yeah, okay. Fair. Okay, we got back because it gets too tissuey. That uh, you know, that <laughs> but way. either way, I need to try this. I need to try the listener. This is this is something you can do along with our podcast. You need to go get whatever your nicest toilet paper like is right re- now. Rest and try stop and write supply a toilet paper is what you need. Yeah, don't go get the nicest. Specifically, don't do it, Mark. No, get the nicest one that has like a lotion coating on it. You know, get that stuff. <laughs> That's gonna smear the ink. Well, we're gonna try and see if it works. Uh-huh. Also, the another reason why this would be possible if you're using a Pilot G two. Just gonna say, yeah. Because that's the G2, thing. That's the thing. The tooth fairy might be a pen buff. Yeah, we just and we don't see the it. The tooth fairy but that knows, dude knows to pens. use G twos. Yeah, <laughs> simple. That's part of that's part of the director's cut. That's a, <laughs> there's, there's, that's, a scene, there's a scene where he's just talking to Reba they, for like 20 minutes. They cut out pens. the whole that's tiger, but there's a lot of pen stuff in the director's cut. <laughs> I would fuck. I'd prefer that so drastically to the very sexual tiger. Him going, him whack, like just going into deep detail about the type of pens you should use and why. <laughs> but over of makes, her fucking driver trying to ride on toilet paper. herself over a tiger. But all, you gotta use a pilot G two. That's your impression. That was G two. What is that? That was more of a Ted Levine impression. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I can only insane. do the Ted Levine thing. <laughs> what does he sound like? Do it. Do it. Pop a quick Tom Noonan impression. I don't. I, he, I don't he talks think like I can. Breathlessly and kind of high. Yeah, he, yeah, that's way better. Yeah. Okay. You gotta it's, have a pilot G two. That's ha-ha. embarrassing. Ha ha. You're an ant in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jax is way better. This is unbelievable. Meanwhile, Mark's over here. Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> but all the forensic stuff is <laughs> elevated from nitpick to kind of what the movie does wrong because there's so much of it, right? Like, you, there's no 
smooth gloves. Yeah, I don't smooth. know what the fuck smooth gloves are. They yeah, don't... all gloves are smooth. And there aren't there aren't gloves that well, are like what about like soccer goalie gloves? What soccer goalie? There's gloves. so many gloves that aren't smooth. What are you talking about? Like wool gloves. Those aren't smooth. Wool gloves? Yeah. yeah. He's using lab gloves then. That whatever. At okay. this point, latex gloves. Latex is what gloves. They need. No print. It's not like you leave a print and there's just no fingerprint lines on it. They don't leave any print at all. There's no oil on them. That's the whole point of gloves. You don't get prints from gloves. Maybe he. Okay. Okay. Jack. <laughs> Jack. Go with me on this. Go with me on this. Just to fuck. Just to fuck with people. Just he, to fuck. He put the gloves on, fuck. and then he dipped. He dipped the fingers of the gloves in just a little bit of olive oil, so that there would be all Mark, there would be oil residue, but there wouldn't be fingerprints. Based on this movie, they'd say there's olive. They'd be able to tell it's olive oil all around here, and you'd have a greasy <laughs> olive oil print. You wouldn't say it's a smooth print. You'd say this the whole crime scene is like laden with olive oil for some reason. <laughs> But that's stupid. The find out with I really what, want that to happen. Find out what he used to cut this tree branch is almost certainly imp- maybe you could tell like if it's a very very like short distance between the teeth, short amplitude. I guess you'd call it uh, like serrated knife or blade. Why maybe you could this? tell that. Checks on that one. It's great. Fucking keep talking about the saw. You couldn't t- and you don't know it's a pole saw. You just know it's a fucking saw. How the hell have we not blown the whistle with the type of shit that's coming out of his mouth? Because it does wrong. There's so much. It's of it. not, Jack. It's not. That's not what it does wrong. The, yeah. The, the difficulty in this one is that it's an amalgam of numerous nitpicks that have escalated themselves up into does wrong. Because it makes it boring. No, it doesn't make it boring. It makes it amazing. I love this movie. The more we talk about it, the more I love this movie. I pop in and pop out of like lucid attention. We haven't talked about the ending shootout yet, and I do think that's in the movie. That's what it does. But also, I think it's (laughs) but it's also very right. (laughs) It's also it's also so fucking awesome. The action is so so bad. (laughs) It starts with him slow motion punching a mirror. (laughs) The whole scene from start to finish is sublime. I think (laughs) he's got someone in there with him. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dennis Farina's line you're right, reading. You're right. You're right. Does <laughs> it's so it's it's borderline so bad it's good. Does he kill that first <laughs> that it, officer it, by throwing a piece of glass at him like shuriken <laughs> style? No, he should. No, 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 no. He, he does it because you know how he does it. He holds a fucking shotgun one handed and just oh, the shoots. first guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the first yeah. guy he shoots through the head, yeah. and then Michael Mann decides to show it from three different angles, <laughs> like. <laughs> It does do the. We're gonna show multiple angles, slow motion, and then they like zoom in on the like. That's actually that's actually badass because (laughs) that's the type of shit. That's the type of shit you see in like the Ghost of Mars. Well, yes, a lot of like older, really be like. But, Asian produced action flicks. But like Mark, John it's Woo not shit? it's not like cinema had a lot of time to grow between this movie and Ghost of Mars, you know? Everybody was still doing all the exact same shit in two thousand twelve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone says that the period between nineteen eighty five and two thousand when did twelve Ghost of Mars or something? Twenty twelve, sure. No way. Was it that I feel like it was I feel like it was two thousand five. But that There's, twenty years there was no growth. Absolutely zero chance Ghost of Mars was during the two thousand. I'm gonna say oh five, two thousand five. That's Ghost way more likely, yeah. Um, 2001. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay 2001. Great. So that's 16 years, no progress at all. And then, and then since then, we've made a lot of progress. But between those two years, it's just, it's it, it's just a lot of showing things from a, diff- a bunch of different angles. Hey, I mean, know? look and at the Matrix. Music. So that all, that's all that was a bunch of different <laughs> yeah, angles. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we have Noonan one-handing the shotgun and also being impervious to bullets for some reason. Uh, 
the multiple camera angles of the same shot. We have him slow motion walking through a painting in his own house that also is apparently a wall. Yep. Well, no, and no, then, I think that's the projector, isn't it? That's his projector where no, he's watching the home. No, no that's he, not the he, he has, he, there's, there's a big piece of art. It's a very weird, like, house or apartment that they're in, but I think what happened was there's, like, a huge open area. Like, there's no, there's no separation between the rooms, so what he did was he just hung a big-ass painting in the middle to kind of separate the two spaces, <laughs> and he ends up just walking through yeah. in slow motion uh, to get, I think it's at that point, to get the gun? Or something uh, that it's it, during that same sequence. Who it's gives a fuck? it's wonderful. I mean, I it's awful. It's so it's, it's such a stupid conclusion to a yeah. movie that is otherwise relatively serious. Yeah, <laughs> it's very dumb. I think it's. I think that you'll find this is also dead serious. It also it also does the thing. <laughs> it also does the thing that's a pretty uh, stupid trope in a lot of action movies and horror movies as well. That as soon as the action is over, it's morning now. It's yeah. like the dead of fucking night. I think they fly in at like. 11 p.m. Oh, dude, they, he says it in the movie. Don't worry about it. Our jet can get us anywhere we need to go in an hour and a half. That's all. Yeah, Don't so fucking it's worry like, about how far away. It's like away. 1 a.m. when they get to this place, and then everybody's shot. They, they shoot Dollarhide like 100,000 times because the guy can't be killed. He's basically fucking Michael Myers. And then as soon as he's down, the sun comes up. <laughs> it's a long ass shootout. It's a, he was like it's controlling visual, Mark, that's visual storytelling, shit, buddy. Man. Oh, he's the Blair Witch? Is that what you're saying? Sort of. Mark, okay. it's good visual be, storytelling, buddy. Yeah, that's the that's the visual storytelling of oh, love winning. Well, while we're on the yeah, yeah. the tooth fairy being in what the movie does wrong in that last shootout in particular, his the inconsistency with how methodically he watches home movies and kills people for the first three kills, and then the fourth one is just I'm gonna take a blind woman back to my apartment and stab her with a piece of my mirror. It's not well. Part and of I'm going to shoot her boss seven times in the, her front lawn. Like, yeah, yeah. he's going to walk up, boop, 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 boop. Well, and along with that, his like, I understand they're trying to make him like kind of meek and creepy, but also a little bit charming. So she'd actually go home with him, but he is in no way charming in this. When he says like, it would be because I would want you to, is why you'd come home with me. And then she's like, okay, yeah, definitely. Then you can give, oh, I see. You're hitting on me. That's nice. Giant creep. Yeah, now you can give me a ride home. Have I mentioned that you speak very eloquently, sir? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not at all weird that you won't let me touch your face at all. Just take my word for it. I'm smiling. I appreciate (laughs) the... how, How authoritatively you grabbed my hand in a way that feels like you would hurt me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all this yeah, that that really gets. This is me a going, wonderful. You know? Can we go pet a tiger, please? This is a wonderful courtship oh. and a lovely date where God. you brought me to see a tiger and then brought me home so we can sit in silence and have you watch home <laughs> movies on the couch next to me and say you're doing homework and that gets me pretty hot and bothered. So I'm gonna kiss you and then we can bone. What? Well, yeah, I mean, if she's bored, I guess you gotta do something. Yes. What? What is she? Blind and bored. Horny. Thanks, Jack. Don't you dare, Mark. I I mean, she's provably horny. And then, she's and then, provably and then, horny. Yeah, she's provably bored, too. Bored. Jake, did you not bored. see that tiger? Bored. I'm or feel what that tiger? Bored. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, bored. I don't Jake, know what Are you having a stroke? About. Yeah, it feels like Boredom. he is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the movie was boring in some ways. It was not. And she was also bored. And you said bored. Well, she's so bored because her date is on. sitting next to an idiot on a couch watching <laughs> silent home movies. Yeah, she's, you know, she's she's the one thing you shouldn't I'm do on a date with a blind lady. <laughs> Take her to a we're silent film. <laughs> Fucking, we're all bored because of it. Everyone's bored. But it works. 
Because then you get a very extended sex scene set to a very weird song, and it's all very weird. <laughs> I have my last does wrong is I think related oh. probably more to Amazon than to this. But the was your guys's audio sync off by like a full second? Holy shit! I didn't know whether to put it in. I had um, I had a note about the ADR being bad at times, but maybe it was just sync issue. I think it's it was throughout the entire movie. I think mine was it, not throughout the entire movie. I I tested it on different devices that allows me to let it, like I took it off of my soundbar because that can be a problem. Played yeah. it directly through the TV. Yeah, I you know tested it on a few other things. The sync in the one that I rented, well, I went through Amazon and I rented it, and it was probably like at least a half second off, and I couldn't I couldn't really make it much better. I could have come down here and done it on the system that allows me to actually adjust it, but I didn't feel like doing. I it. didn't. I didn't notice a. Like, I didn't notice the desync that bad. Yeah, I didn't notice a desync that was that bad. But I was wondering. So what I did do was I like quit the playback mm-hmm. and then I started playing it it again. I noticed that it seemed better, but it was at its worst during the sequence where Graham and Hannibal are talking in the jail cell before he runs out. And I was wondering yeah. if it was ADR, but I mean, maybe it felt pretty rough at times. So ADR, I think specifically is when you put stuff into the movie when you're not looking at someone's mouth, though. So you wouldn't really mm. be able to put ADR on top. Well, so of, what is mm, right, ADR is when like people are running away and you can't see any of their mouths, but then you just record a line later that's just like, "Hey, look out!" Or if you're doing a uh, like. No. Uh, isn't it? It's called a shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder scene, right, where two people are talking, and there's a camera behind each of their shoulders, and the person who's talking, the back, their back's to the camera, so you can make them say whatever you want later. Yeah. That's ADR. I think that's when it's used a lot. I think it can be anything. Yeah. Like where I guess it is just, it is just control, automatic dialogue. You want to shoot the audio in the yeah, controlled so environment. It's, yeah. it's used yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I thought that was something that was wrong. There's, yeah, there's some... <laughs> soundtrack aside, there's some audio issues in this movie. That's all. Agreed. You mean excluding soundtrack, there are some audio issues. Yes. That is what I mean. Good. You should. You should mean that. Do it. <laughs> well, I've done all my forensic science ones, so I'll just have to move on past those. But neat pick. I'll start with a neat pick then. Sure you will. I have a neat pick. Oh. I think it's I think it's neat. I think it's neat. I think it's neat. I think it's neat that they were able to identify uh, that it was a pole saw. Fuck Go off. Fuck off. I've got the fucking pole saw. <laughs> I'm going to kill you with a piece of glass from my mirror that I punch in slow motion. Uh, (laughs) Pole glass. It's a special type of glass. Hey. They can only happen on the end of a pole. Him him trying to do his work on the plane where he falls asleep with a bunch of murder pictures in his briefcase (laughs) is exactly like me watching Terrifier on an airplane. It's it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It is. That is fucking hilarious. I I think it's funny that the FBI won't spring to get this guy on a plane and he has to ride in goddamn like economy. I mean, that's for sure how the FBI would transport this guy. (laughs) I mean, maybe. hundred percent. He's got to blend in. They blend. have a Learjet. Do you know how many times they say Learjet in this they movie? They say Learjet no. 70. so much. <laughs> 70? 70 times. Okay, you could have cut at least 10 seconds of film out then just <laughs> from Learjet production. Yeah, I just want I want a super cut of just Dennis actually, Farina it's saying It's only Learjet. Dennis Farina. Yeah, he's the only person who says Learjet. <laughs> uh, he says what is, I want to see what his script is. We can have like. that Learjet. They needed. They cast We can go anywhere in an hour and a half on our Learjet. <laughs> our Learjet can... Yeah, our, our Learjet's ready to go. That's what you did, isn't it? You took a Learjet, didn't you? You son of a bitch! God, this movie's stupid. 
<laughs> hey, in the first scene where he's talking to Hannibal Lecter, Hannibal Lecter says, give me the file, and he knocks on the door to get a guard to come in and open the tiny little slot instead of passing the file through the, like, 25-inch tall gaps in the bars that you could easily reach through so, and pass so anything through. You can see this in the scene. It's there subtle, is, but you can see it. There's plexiglass. plexiglass yeah. Is there really? There yes. really is. Yeah, yeah there is. There's, there's like a weird reflection that I noticed. Yeah. Okay. And well, they don't ever like play that up. Nitpick redacted. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think he needs the guard to like unlock the box to open it and send stuff through. But pick redacted. Yeah. There is. There is plexiglass. Then they're in that least one scene. I'm not positive it's there in the other scenes. <laughs> I think they might have taken it out for visual reasons because there's too much like reflection of the light off of it. So they but... establish that it's there, and then they're like, "We want a good shot now." It is there. Yes. They, I mean, they don't establish it. You can just see it kind of in one of gotcha. the scenes. Um, Will Preston, oh, sorry, Will Peterson plays Will Graham and then later played Gil Grissom on CSI. Uh, CSI. And I just think it's kind of funny when uh, the biggest roles that, a, that an actor has is playing people with their same name. <laughs> I well, mean, Gil, Gil is different, but Will and yeah. Gil and Bill, you know. I it I think it's just funny that you'd like the two biggest things that he's famous for are for playing people with the same name as him or close to the same name yeah, as him. Sure. That's all. That's my nitpick. That's hey, I mean I get it. Yeah. We are in nitpicks, so I'm allowed are, to make that's stupid a, that picks. is well, I This is outside of this, I am not allowed to make stupid points. So all of my other points <laughs> very heady. Very Don't uh, very nuanced. <laughs> heady. Problems be heady. The Tooth Fairy's kitchen chairs. Are What's so wrong with them, Jack? Weird. They're, I don't know <laughs> this if this is a nitpick or a nitpick, yeah. but they feel. Did you guys notice them? No. I've got, didn't notice I'm going to nab a picture of them. I'm going to send a picture in the chat. So yeah, nab a quick pic. I will. They they feel like they're out of a like family themed restaurant about outer space and aliens. They're so I feel like strange. his whole house. Can, yeah, his whole his, his whole, whole zhuzh is like yeah. being. Wow, wow. We hang out too much. I uh, <laughs> his whole thing is that he's like sort of postmodern. But 80s. These are way beyond postmodern. Like I said, they belong way in beyond postmodern. So what's the what's Extra the name modern. of the pizza place in Toy Story that they go to? Where all the pizza planet, uh, buddy. Pizza rocket. Pizza planet. Yeah, pizza they, they, planet. they belong I in pizza. Fucking oh, cool. I say it. He's planet. like, oh, it doesn't reg. Dick. They belong in Pizza Planet. <laughs> Fuck off, Jack. Hold on. You froze for a sec, and then I'm mad. Now you, well, you I'm made trying me mad. To s- I'm watching Manhunter so I can find these chairs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'll check back in in oh a couple God. hours. I got to watch Manhunter real quick. Yeah. Yeah. In longer than it should take you. I would love to know how God. they, like, how they, how they work that in. Like, how the set designer is making this. He's probably getting out of a warehouse somehow. But, like, in the catalog, it just says, like, modern furniture. Yeah, yeah, sure. Those look good. But, yeah, it is. It is. I love that little extra detail. I think it goes along with those fucking sunglasses that he wears for one scene as well. Like, this dude is modern AF. It is 1985 when we're making this because it's set to release in 1986. And boy, we got to make sure that people know this dude is a futurist. (laughs) Thanks, Mark. (laughs) I don't mean it wouldn't kill you guys to work my beer in. I've been just relentlessly throwing your beers out. Your beer's called Murder. Yeah, I know. It's perfect for this movie. Also, it... I I'm lukewarm on it. I don't know if I'd get it again. Watch this movie. I know. No, 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 no. The beer. I would yeah. absolutely get this movie again. I'm contemplating. I want to watch this Blu-ray. movie. Whatever. I want to watch this movie with people next time. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Because like, oh, it we is should do fun that. to be had. 
Yeah, watching Will Peterson sprint down a staircase back and forth for like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I need to be real scene. tuned it's up. It's the best scene in cinematic history. <laughs> yeah, I need, to wa- I need to watch this Will tune. Uh, we already talked about the, the phone call that Lecter has, but why the fuck? We never came back to this. Why does he get a... F- the guy delivers the phone to him. Yes. And then leaves? It makes no fucking sense. The, the the amount of like extra leeway that he's given for some things but not other things is extremely weird. It is yeah, it's, I mean that scene in in and of itself is it describes that really well, right? Cuz he like walks in the room uh-huh. and he's like turn around and don't say anything or I'll tase you or whatever. I'll mace, mace you, you, mace you. I'll mace you in the face. Yeah, mace you in the face. Uh but he's so I'll mace your face he, off. That's how he starts it off, but then he just gives him a phone and fucking leaves. Yeah, like those two things are not. Compatible. Also, why does he have gum? It go. He has he has fucking he's like delivered a phone and gum. gum. No, he's delivered the gum with the phone. Oh yeah, here's your gum and phone call. Makes no fucking it's, sense. It's, it's, it's your as as is allowed by the twenty seventh amendment. Here's your gum and phone call. <laughs> I like the random Cubs shit talk too. Did you guys pick up on? Shut that? Oh yeah, fuck up. <laughs> I did. <laughs> there's when Lowndes gets uh gets kidnapped. There's just like a random snippet on the radio of just like in sports news talking Cubs. They lost again or they lost today again. Again. Cubs that's, that's the, oh, they, and now speaking of ADR, that was one that they inserted specifically for that scene. Apropos of nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough decade. It was a rough century, Mark. Yeah, it was. And now you're good again, or maybe bad no, again. You were good, Disaster. and now you're bad again. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Whatever, but you won the, won the World Series. You won man. the World Series. That's all that matters. Yeah, it's great. The Mariners, I don't think, have ever won the World Series. That is that's that's correct. They've cool. never won the World Series. Yeah, that's, that's why baseball. All right, sucks. gents, I just put a picture in the chat. That's, that's why? the best I can do. The picture in the chat right now is the best I can do vis-a-vis the chairs I'm talking about. Okay, but I'm you can look, fucking I'm look see. at it. Believe you me, I will look at it. This is uh, my heart is. They're like surprisingly gothic, but also I feel like if I but bit into them, they would taste like. Mint. They're painted mint green. Yeah, they're they're pointy. There's holes in them. They're so I, strange. This is a good example of like everything in this movie is like so colorful. You have blue rooms. You got green rooms. You got yellow. It's rooms. very modern, but then like a set against the backdrop of like look at that fucking oven. And we should probably load this up when we post this to, this to so Patreon so people could actually play along here. I could see these chairs in like a, around Gordon or whatever the fuck his name is uh, from the Power Rangers. You know, like Zordon? He's the Power Rangers Zordon. Thank you, Gordon. Yeah, Zordon. You mean Gordon? He's Canadian. Gordon. <laughs> the Canadian leader of the Power Rangers, Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> I think we just call him Gordy at that point, Mark. <laughs> I could see, I could see these chairs around like that tube of light that Zordon exists in, and the Power Rangers just walk in and sit down in this shit. Not so a tube I, of light, it contains his gooey soul. I kind of respect. I think no, I think in one of the in one of the movies, oh he's just God. a dude who's like all of these beers are like, bombs. By the way, I can Every hear them. I can hear one. them. <laughs> That's what happens, Jack. In one of the movies, or possibly long TV episodes. The that tube of <laughs> that tube of goo is destroyed, and Zordon is just a dude laying at the bottom of it. Yes, absolutely. You're talking yeah, about. So it's not like a. It's not his soul. It's just, he's just like a guy down there. That's like the original like Power Rangers movie himself. where they became the ninja Power Rangers ninja. Yeah, that one. Yeah. The Blue Ranger become a frog. It was cool. Anyway, I respect his table game because it. The whole it's thing, matched. It's, it's all matched. Yeah. Yeah. Look, he has style. Yeah, he has he has an eye for design. This fella. <laughs> yeah, it belong. They belong in Pizza Planet. 
It belongs in a museum. <laughs> so the pizza Pizza Planet is a weird is a weird way to go. With I was just one. trying to think like, of like a sci fi family themed restaurant, you know, like. <laughs> I, but they're too gothic. They're too sharp. Yeah, it's too sharp for a family. The corners are too sharp. They look like alien spaceships. I don't. Know. I think. See, I'm going more with like fantasy themed. It's not that the color not isn't fantasy at all or gothic at I all. I think the fact that you've got. I think you've got the green background is making you feel like it's more sci-fi than it actually but is. But they're green themselves. I understand they're mint they're minty, green, but... They're minty. I don't know. You could paint them, and they would fit right in it, like whatever those shits are called, medieval times or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. I, well, I wanted the sci-fi version of medieval times, but I didn't know of one that actually That exists. would be sick. What planet. would that be like? It'd be like Space Pizza Planet. Age times? No, it wouldn't, Jack. There's, <laughs> there, you don't get thrown onto a team and watch your night joust and shit at Pizza Planet. I've never you been to a Medieval pizza. Times. I've only read about I, it. I feel like we weird. should definitely go to a Medieval Times to get loaded and watch some jousting. Is your live show from a Medieval Times? <laughs> <laughs> For absolutely no reason. Yeah, fuck it. Get some money. You start trying to like start fights with the other teams. <laughs> yeah, we could do crowds. that. And then, and then before long, it's just us two. We, st- we steal some Well, I think the thing you're we're, we're neglecting to are? mention here is that if we go to a Medieval if you were to go to a medieval times, you would absolutely be the only Lance. people at the medieval times. Are there any medieval times? I think times those still places open? are relatively successful. Yeah, they yes, still they're still out yeah. there. They absolutely still exist. I didn't know because they're wholesome family entertainment, <laughs> and you can get some good ass mutton and mead and turkey legs. I don't know that they serve alcohol at these. One what they have to? Jake. I don't know that they do. Jake. 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 Strictly as they might be a weird, you, you know, can get a Long Island iced tea and watch some jousts if you like. <laughs> Strong Island. Sure. Yeah. Jake. I mean, probably not because that's a specific like, thing. From uh, what? Why Chuck am I being... Cheese, why am I, because Chuck E. Cheese J. serves J. J. so J. much beer. They have to. Actually, the Chuck E. Cheese in Boise was a pretty parents. good place to get uh, to go drink because you could get a bucket of beers for like eight bucks sometimes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> a bucket of beer. I cannot... I do not want to know why you know that. Don't worry about it. Jack's it's hanging fine. out at the Chuck E. Cheese by himself. <laughs> yeah, wait, why am I the one who's constantly made it, fun of for stuff when he's doing shit like this? It's a what? good place to pregame before you go to the pool hall there on Vista and run some pool games. So I didn't know this story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the only stories I have about weird things around child adjacent activities come from your don't, side. Don't finish the sentence. <laughs> I said they come from your side. No. 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 Listener, it's fine. No, I yeah, not, you are casting aspersions, sir. I don't care for it. You this need to tone the slander down on Father's this Day. Is, this is slander. <laughs> Where? What are we talking about? I don't I know think the anymore. Bingo card is gonna be full because this this is a segment that is longer I, than the segment. I like that. I like that. Will Peterson, uh, Will Graham brings a knife to a gun. Sorry, brings a gun to a knife fight and loses. His whole mm-hmm. entrance strategy. That honestly, we've we've talked about the ending, but. I do want to go back to the whole sequence where he's ha- con- conversing with Dennis Farina over the radio. His whole strategy was like, have th- hope the hope his shotgun has two rounds in it. <laughs> There's someone in there with him. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then he just runs in with a gun in his hand, jumps through the plate glass window, and then immediately gets knocked unconscious gets and shit cut like a hundred times. <laughs> he gets shivved all over the place. He has special man-killing bullets in that gun. It was such a bad tactical error. Like, he didn't have to do any of that. Yeah, you know what you can do? You can stand outside of the glass and shoot Shoot the guy like six times with your special man-killing bullets. Yeah. I'd hate to see what would happen if he didn't have the man-killing kind. (laughs) Well, they clearly were ineffective. All the other officers shot him a bunch of times, and they didn't work. He's probably wearing yeah. bulletproof vest, dude. You need the blue tip. He clearly wasn't. He clearly wasn't. Well, I don't know. He was wearing an 80s blouse. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was a wispy '80s blouse. Wow. Uh, this is actually speaking of which. There's probably Jack. something to be said on the nitpick or does wrong side. Thomas Harris might not write. Uh, <laughs> he might not have the best approach to writing homosexual characters or anything okay. adjacent to the homosexual. He space. has nothing actually important to say. He's oh my god! Like the yeah, the ham-handedness of it, dude. The, like the realization of like oh my god, he just wants to be accepted is like pretty rough this is yeah this is like, uh, yes. it's also pretty clear that he thought like homosexuality wasn't that far deviant from the desire to kill like it, it's it's fucked up well right exactly so that's what he does in uh silence of the lambs right that's the whole thing of like the all the background stuff in buffalo bill's apartment is nazism but then like the whole bad thing about him is that he's a transvestite yeah. or what i mean I, I guess he's directly gay i can't remember exactly how they describe that character but then in this one it's like yeah we'll just say that he molests all the men and he slept with his wife or he slept he slept with his wife he slept with his mom once and that's what sends him over the edge is like i didn't molest any men it's it's, uh. it's all pretty rough <laughs> yeah it's rough. Not, not great granted yeah. mid 80s so there you go but still yeah I mean, it's not it, the time period is removed from, but not that far removed from homosexuality being like uh, an actual Literally diagnosable illegal. condition in the DSM three. Well, right, exactly. Yeah. And when was Lawrence versus Texas? That was around the same time too. Yeah, so I mean, it was a little bit basically this, illegal to have much. sexual relations as a gay person. Yeah. in that time. Yep. Was that late seventies? Horrifying. Yeah, I think so. Seventy yeah. six, seventy seven, something like that. So there you go. Uh, should we go to ratings on that wonderful? Yeah, note I'm to go sad. Out on? Now. Anything else? I'm sad. Cool. It's Pride Great. Month. Good job, Mark. Love wins. Love does win. Assholes. <laughs> who are the assholes? People who don't think that love wins. Yeah, love win. Love obviously wins. Well, actually, like in the end, kind of like time wins and the void. The void wins. Oh yeah, time is the master of us all. Yeah, but in between now and then, love wins. Yeah, love wins the battle. Time wins the war. The arc of love is sure. long, but it bends towards time, I think, is what MLK said famously. Yeah, yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> yep, I've heard that. I'm going to get that tattooed on my calf. <laughs> on your calf? <laughs> what if you had a calf tattoo that said the arc of love is long, but it bends towards time, dash MLK? <laughs> like, what's the weirdest tattoo you can do? <laughs> what kind of tattoo do you want? Mark's the about to blow. One. <laughs> yeah, he's going to blow up for sure, dude. He's absolutely fucked. <sighs> I did it. I swallowed. Good work, dude. <laughs> I'm proud of you. We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Scott Avid would rate his ability to read between the lines. I've never been too good at reading in between the lines. And for 10, think about personal, Perd Happily would rate the situation is. The story of this situation is it's extremely personal. Stories first getting worse to read these movies. I'm gonna rate the thing for story first. I'm giving it a four for story. It's not a good story. It makes no fucking sense. And it comes from such a good story. Michael Mann removed all the parts that made it a cohesive, good story and turned it into guy catches a serial killer through unclear means. And Oh, I meant to ask this earlier. 
what is Hannibal Lecter's backstory? Because did they change it for this movie where he's like hunting collegiate ladies? I mean, yeah, a little bit. He's he's not <laughs> hunting like women. He's uh, he's just a serial killer. There isn't eight. Comic but like in the other one, he's he kills his uh, in Red Dragon. He kills the clarinetist of the like symphony orchestra that he's a part of. Yes, he he, he Hannibal Lecter has a what. Harris believed to be a serial killer arc of starting with sloppily killing people around him, then moving out to more and more random people. His patterns are harder to discern than most serial killers. He doesn't. Uh, he didn't really okay. have a pattern. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your thing, but it didn't seem like you were also had much else to say on that. Nah, four. It's not very good. It's 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 serial killer gets caught. Jake. I kind of. I mean, I agree with everything you said from a broad strokes perspective, but I was surprised when I heard your score because I gave it a five and a half. I, I think that like this obviously Were you surprised has, by how low or high I was. Low? Ho- lo- well, okay. low considering I went higher. Um this has source material. It adapts it poorly and it creates a two hour movie <laughs> that I thought its best parts were the like goofy weirdness and the rest of it was kind of boring and so watch it go as high as you did. Because it still has like an intriguing trying to track down I I think I personally think an interesting serial killer, okay. but it just doesn't do it all yeah, that well. I guess so it kind of comes out as a middling score. Maybe to me. I'm penalizing it for like it took out all of the actual intrigue and mystery. Like the book is actually a mystery. Like a, how are we going to solve this? Who done it? And the movie has none of that because it just doesn't let you in. We on... aren't reviewing the book. Yeah, fair enough, Mark. I went substantially higher than you guys. I gave it a seven and a half, and Whoa. almost all of this credit goes to Thomas Harris because. I am surprised. Tommy. I'm surprised that you guys say Tommy. that they didn't adapt it particularly well. Tommy. Yeah, yeah. There are some issues. There's some plot holes. There's some corners that are cut. But overall, this is one of the great crime thrillers. Uh, it's. I mean, there are certainly others you can throw out in this conversation. But I think that the story of Red Dragon is a very strong entry into the like who done it oeuvre, right? So. There's some weird ishness to it from the 1980s standpoint, from Michael Mann's editions and making fucking Hannibal Lecter play it like a British schoolboy. But I think overall, zooming out, the story is pretty good. I guess for me, I look at something like The Fugitive, where like all of the revelations that he Harrison Ford has throughout that movie are revelations you, as the viewer, are having. I don't care. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I don't yeah, care. I mean, that's, that's a, a very that's... famously punctuated scene that you did the pr- punctuation wrong on. Well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't kill my wife. I don't. Oh, I knew that was care. Yeah, that was coming. <laughs> okay, let's just go on to world building inversion. Jake, what's your world building inversion score? I am shocked. Okay, so first of all, you're letting me go. Oh, shit. I forgot. I forgot. I've had a bunch of beers, buddy. Then go. Then go. Okay, I'm giving this a seven. You can, world you can, we can tell because every time you open one, they explode and hit your ceiling. Yeah, I've heard. Well, I've no, heard you every open time several. I open a Pacifico, I've also been opening the 1985s, and they open normal. <laughs> These beers, they open normal. <laughs> uh, Choose happy. I'm giving Jake. it a seven. This is almost no world building, uh, because it's um blue blue and and it just goes out of its way to make every look whether in miami or in the like northeast wherever they go to investigate one of the crimes everything looks the same it all looks like the same st louis feels like birmingham feels like washington dc feels like ontario canada or wherever the fuck i don't know all of it feels the same um but this movie 
its strongest point, bar none, is immersion. I was so fucking immersed in this thing. It's delightful. I was cackling my head off at him sprinting down the switchback stairs. <laughs> the 80s vibes are strong in the immersion. I was it's almost a 10 for just raw immersion. I was sucked the fuck into this thing. It never felt I boring. would 100% what? be okay with you giving this movie a 10. What? <laughs> Jake? Jake? Jake gave it a 3. <laughs> I liked everything that you're talking about, but it was not. A, I wasn't immersed in it. I was cackling because I was so not immersed. I was immersed, dude. Oh, my God. Um, world building, I conversation. mostly agree with you on. Uh, and then from an immersion standpoint, I think the net glee that we we both felt as, as, as a result of what was happening was... Around the same, but from an immersion standpoint, that just it wasn't there for me with this one. I gave it a five, so slightly lower than you in my last score. Mark? I gave it another seven and a half. I think it's a very immersive it's movie. Immersive. I'm fully willing to go there with you guys to say that it's not a particularly world-building heavy thing. Although I do think they do an interesting job of building out like the characters of Reba and uh, Francis, but... In any case, I this like I like like Jack says so eloquently, it is very immersive. It's just <laughs> it's fun to not. watch. We talked about this earlier. It's a it's two hours long, but it feels tighter than that. It feels short. I don't know if I would I wanted more tiger. I wanted more tiger, Jake. <laughs> Not enough tiger. That's why it's being penalized. That's going to take yeah, exactly. the scare factor. This is a two for scare factor for, for me. Movie. I needed to be two. This is two. I need to be drunk. for scare factor. This for is a two. Me. Yeah, this is a two. I like that you Jesus. incorporated sorry. my words sorry, that I was sorry, saying. Sorry, in I don't real know why I'm talking. Why am I talking right now? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck! Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. The Christ, only scary parts of this are the sort of intimidation of the tooth fairy, but. Man, his biggest game is to slowly punch a mirror and come at you with a piece of it. I'm not. I'm not that. He's not scary. It's everything is tactically comical. It's a two. It's not scary, Jake. I like the pantyhose over his head though. That was. A it's disturbing look. and iconic. Yes, that was a creepy look. And that dude can fucking shoot a shotgun with his arm straight out. Like, yeah, with an I elbow like locked. Would, I feel yeah, like that's a bad idea. I feel like that would bust something pretty damn uh-huh. quick. Uh-huh. Um, so he's a superhumanly powerful. But yeah, I really, same reason, same score. I gave it a two as well. It's not a scary movie. Mark. Didn't Noonan play Frankenstein in uh, The Monster Squad? Am I remembering that right? I don't uh, You might know. Yeah. I think he did. Um, scare effect, I also gave it a two. We're in lockstep. It's not a scary movie. Yeah. yeah. That's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. And for me, this is a six. I think the effects are good. The music and synth is like part of this. I don't know if it's doing what he wanted it to do, but it does. Oh, work it's doing what? Well, I don't. It doesn't matter if he wants it. It looks. I, I think the the scene where he shoots the dude with the shotgun and splatters him all over the place looks pretty good and gruesome. I don't know. It's it's doing a little bit above it, average. All of the angles of it. Look all great. the ang- all three angles look all great. five angles yeah. that they show you. There's not much to be done from an effects perspective. I'm giving points in the costuming and props for how scary the Tooth Fairy looks here. Six, Jake. Yeah, I don't have any issue. It's very 80s. Um, the only thing I guess I have to like detract from other than what you already mentioned, Jack, is we kind of talked about how some of the audio is a little bit weird. Again, I don't know if it's a syncing issue or an ADR issue, but... We'll just that, have to buy the Blu-ray and That's see. also like a weird like quirky charm where you almost expect movies like this to have that sort of a thing happening. Um, it doesn't help it in this category. Um, but overall, I think it was fairly strong uh, in this one. I gave it a seven. Nice, Mark. Yeah, same Z's. I gave it a seven. Um, 
I mean, overall, it looks it, it it's almost a judicious lack thereof movie. Like, there's really not a whole lot of stuff that they do. I as zany as it is, I think I I do enjoy all of the additional like crime lab stuff that they're doing, where they're like <laughs> puffing f- vapors onto stuff to get the uh, thumbprints off of corneas, and they're exposing the ink underneath the the uh, sharpie. Yeah, it's another Anna one of those things where they talk sort of like they knew enough about it, right? Like tenting stuff, inventing with CA gas, like is is how you do that, right? Uh, so I mean, overall, I think it's a pretty good looking movie. It needs a bit of an audio cleanup, but we don't know what the source of that is. If that's the movie or the service, so whatever. Yeah, that's gonna take us into overall, and I'm gonna give this a seven overall. This movie is shockingly delightful. I it's like a tilt had up. A, it is a tilt up. I had a wonderful time watching it. It's oh, you get ready for it. It's up. buck wild and it's pretty <laughs> stupid, but it's also very fun and real eighties. This is the by far the most eighties movie we've watched, Jake. Whoa, that's a pretty, by far the most 80s movie we've watched. Yeah. It's pretty 80s. It's pretty 80s. It's as 80s as it gets. I just feel like that's a, that has to be, that has to be a crazy statement. Come up with that answer. I don't say, I don't know if I'd, I, I don't know if I'd go with by far, but also I don't remember most of the movies It's among watched, the so. most 80s movies we've watched, I'll give you that. Sure. Um, We got there. Thanks. Look, to me, this ends up being... Such an okay movie. This movie is so overwhelmingly okay. <laughs> I gave it a five and a half. It has um, the best scene in cinematic I, history in it. I really enjoyed the best scene in cinematic history. <laughs> and then there were a lot of scenes that I was bored to tears by. Uh, the you movie's very movie? okay. You literally cried. You find a movie? sexier tiger and you point it out to me, Jake. <laughs> yeah. That te- that tiger was so sexy. Hmm. I'll try. And then, I'll try. and then, and then. I'll try. Play uh, the Freak Shriekers or whatever the fuck the name of that song is. Freak Shriekers. It's probably Freak Freak Shriekers. Freak with a PH. Wait, it's called Winegasm? The song is called Winegasm. (laughs) uh, I assume Freak with a PH Shriekers. Shriek shriek back at the big hush. Where did Winegasm come from? (laughs) I I thought it was the Widegasm. Oh, I thought I heard, and I heard Winegasm. Well, we're all learning a lot about each other today, so. What'd you learn? Uh, I'm not learning anything about you. I'm learning a lot about Jack. Oh, actually, I did learn that if I call you JJ, you'll kill me. Mm, right. Yeah. We're learning a lot about each other today. Yeah. Lots yeah. of things. Lots yeah. of new things. <laughs> Who hasn't gone yet? Am I supposed to kick it to someone else? I don't Mark know. Mark hasn't gone. Mark hasn't gone. Mark hasn't gone. I haven't gone. Uh, this was a substantial tilt up for me. Eight. I love the Red Dragon oh, story. I love any high. telling of it. The 80s-ness of it enhanced my score here. And if I were also reviewing Red Dragon, I would probably get an eight and a half. I have a question for you. So since they're very similar movies, this one's slightly inferior to the other. What? If I were to like sit you down uh-huh. and read you bedtime story style Red Dragon, uh-huh. would you love that? Uh yes, that book's pretty I sexy, Jake. I, I like I, I like the idea of you reading Mark all the sex scenes in Red Dragon. Uh. I <laughs> <laughs> uh. and and the tiger scene. That's one of the sex scenes, Mark. I was gonna say you can't separate the two. Okay, okay. What are you gonna get you all like hot that. bothered from you the wild up sexy of the tiger story. and not finish out with the sex scene? Come on, you're not stopping you halfway finish. through. Yeah, you have to finish. It's important. All that all that tiger foreplay and then none of the payoff. Hey, to whom the hell would you recommend this? I I have a question. How did this come up? Why are we talking about Manhunter? I know Ty recommended it, but like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't check the receipts for like. Was this a Twitter thing, or did Tw- they? I mean, they reach out to us. Ty- What's going on? Sir, Ty's been begging us to do Manhunter for a couple of years now. <laughs> okay, got it. I need to know more. 
okay. You have access to our Twitter account. <laughs> wow. Twitter is confusing you know. and weird to me. I, it's fine. It's fine. Here's what's going to happen, Ty. The episode's going to release, and then I want a recap on how helpful this was for you. Did this live up to all of your wildest expectations? Yeah, I, we, we want a response. <laughs> uh, so do. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Let's get the fuck out of here. Fucking hell. <laughs> Wait, but we I'd recommend this to everyone because it's a great movie. That's, there you go. Uh, that's preposterous. I'd recommend this to anyone who wants to absolutely... Just vibe out on the it. 80s. <laughs> And wants to see the greatest scene in cinematic history, yeah. Yeah. Uh, CSI fans probably would love this movie. That's probably true. If you like the story of Red Dragon, I think it is actually, on a serious note, very important to watch this because it is not as well-known. It's more of a culty thing uh, than the Anthony Hopkins Pantyhose Uh, over-the-face fetishists. I um, am completely unaware of this movie's position in the zeitgeist. Is this a like well-loved movie? It was or is this a, a commercial failure and reviewed very poorly at the time of its release. It's kind of a cult classic. It's a cult movie. And now and now it's looked upon fondly? Yes. yes. Okay. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. No, I, in, all seri- so, in all seriousness, though, I am happy that Ty recommended it because it was a blind spot. And I think that it's... Honestly, people should see it if... You're, it is something. If you know about you know what like, people all the Red see. Dragon stuff, Lecter stuff, then you should see this. You know what people should see? What? Mind Hunter, the movie that I thought we were going to review. <sighs> that movie's pretty cool, too. I thought that Bill was a Gilmer. TV show. LL Cool J. Let's get out of here. Wait. Oh, is that? Uh, that's Mind Hunters. Let's get out of here. Mind Hunters. Excuse me. Mind Hunters. The Mind Hunters. Yeah. Trainees in the FBI's profiling program must put their training into practice when they discover a killer in their midst. I mean, that's similar to the TV show, except the TV show is based on real events. Yeah, does the TV show have LL Cool J in it? No. No, but it has Jonathan Groff in it. Okay, but does it have Val Kilmer and How Christian Slater? How are we Slater? still doing this? This has been episode 257 of the A to Z Horrorcast. If you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on, you can check links in the description below to see all of our social media, website, that, that stuff's down there. And as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, we have a Patreon. We're not necessarily where your money should be going right now. So all of our proceeds, as they have been for a little bit now, are continuing to go to Planned Parenthood so you can know your money's going somewhere that actually needs it and and not our dumbasses. But you're still going to get some great perks for joining up, so give it a consideration. As always, the music is coming at you from Super Bear. And next week, we are going to Jack's final pick of the current crop. It is Pontypool. And that's going to come at you roughly one week from today. So until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. You did an outro, didn't you, you son of a bitch? That's what you did! I definitely wasn't bored during the tiger scene. I was something. I was turned on, but I wasn't bored.